What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Martial Media Montage, episode 74. I'll sit down and I talk two hours worth of PS2 with my buddy Austin, Ozzy J. <laughs> and in this corner, all the way, coming from Akron, Ohio, Austin James, PS2. <sighs> and the crowd semi goes wild because not a lot of people watch or listen to my... How could you watch my show? I haven't done any visual anything, just straight audio. But anyway... Glad for those of you who like to stick around and enjoy, you know, me and my buddies just being goofballs. It's a lot of fun. By all means, any questions, comments, concerns, anybody who wants to be on the show, let's do it. It's a lot of fun, you know, uh, just farting around and, you know, having a good time, whether it be factual or, you know, just trolling on each other, or at least I feel like that's what I like to do. <laughs> and a lot of my buddies support it. So, you know, there you have it. Uh, this episode, two hours couple tangents you know here and there and uh you know a lot of ps2 talk i'd say at least an hour's worth of ps2 talk and then probably an hour's worth of music movies and other crap that austin and i have been talking about for the last 10 11 years since we've known each other but uh here it is episode 74 ps2 with my buddy austin thank you buddy love you man let's go hola hello how you doing Hello, how you doing there? Right. Got my thumbs up, got my bum. Oh, right on. I'm scratching me down under. Yeah, get some of it from that from under cheese. Oh, yes, right. So I can put it on the shrimp on the barbie and let the cheese melt and hopefully catch on fire. And then I can cut the cheese. Then put it on a nice croissant. Yes, right. You say croissant? That's French, bro. Do <laughs> what? They don't eat croissants in Australia? I mean, I'm assuming they do, but I was trying to, like, just go in the same... You know what I mean? Like, I was trying to go in the same vein as Australia. Dude, I'm, I'm just going to call it. You know, March, March Media Monsters, episode 74, we're done. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> I think it's episode... I don't even... I'll figure out what episode it is when I get there. It's, it's 70-something. 70-something. There you go. I quit numbering my episodes because I quit. I got tired of counting. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> All you need to know is you got 110. percent There you go. <laughs> um, Diablo's number one. Yeah. Well, welcome back to Martial Media Montage episode 70 something. Insert here. We're going to be talking PS2 long overdue with my buddy Austin. Technically, the sequel to our other one. That is technically a sequel. Correct. Um, We're doing uh, a actually on Wikipedia. What's up? I know you have your top five, and uh, like I said, I was trying to research Monkey Shines, which I'll talk about on another episode. I was watching the Untouchables, and I love that, like, uh, it's so weird, the VCR hum. I'm like, oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like I said, the picture's so much better on the flat screen than the uh, tube TV. The tube TV's giving me, like, I don't know, like, Lawnmower Man, like, Matrix effects. I'm like, okay, this thing's about to die. Yeah, it's just about to go out, that's all. <laughs> yeah. It makes it makes like a when you turn it on to it's like boom. I'm like okay, something's about to blow up. Yep, <laughs> you might want to get rid of that one. <laughs> it's a bomb. No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've seen the Untouchables, but it's been a long, long time. Uh, it's a it's a really good one from what I is, remember. Yeah, it, it is pretty good so far. I I mean, the only thing I feel like is though with I love Kevin Costner, but you ever notice like pretty much just how I'm talking to you right now. He's like the same character in everything he does, but it's, he still gets good movies, though. But he's just like he's just naturally charismatic. That's his thing. And I think, yeah, like it's almost like if Johnny Cash could act. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. 
It's yeah, he's just playing inside. Do you outside, man? I hear some birds out there. It's lovely. Yes, I am outside because it's nice out right now. Yeah, dude, it's it's been warming up here finally. It's no longer uh, just overcast all the time. But uh, I know you have your top games. I'm like rummaging. I what I should have done was look through my boxes. I have two so far that stand out to me. I'm really trying to like uh yeah, I guess I can – I'm not going to say them out loud just yet. I have three, perhaps. Those are just three just off-hit, you know, off-hand that are just coming to me. I'm trying to really think. Um, what else uh, What else have you been up to, bud? Yeah, not a whole lot. Just working. <laughs> I feel you, dude. Okay, what did I send you? I know I sent you Naked Gun. I know I sent you uh, the dinosaurs, and then I sent you the three ninjas VHS. Dude, I almost – oh, no, and then I sent you the Halloweens, too, so that is all of them, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, two Halloweens, the Naked Gun, uh, the Dinosaurs one, and the Three Ninjas. There's one more in there. I I'm, I'm can't think of it off the top of my head. but Dude, the fucking, like, just to have all those Three Ninjas on VHS, I'm sure you're, like, so stoked. Yeah, especially seeing the, the, the kickback one, because that's the one I had as a kid. And it kind of just, like, all those memories came back. As soon as I, <laughs> I just imagine you, like... Opening up the box and you're like, here, Logan, here's your stuff. Oh my god, all my VHSs. <laughs> here's the funny thing, like I yeah. guess it, it it showed up when I was at work yesterday. Of course it did. And I guess Logan thought it was for him, so he actually opened it before I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what is this relic? I don't know what this is. Right. Well, like I came home and like the box was sitting on my uh, the the chair that I sit on outside when I go to smoke. Yeah. And it was just like his paint stuff on there. And I didn't really think much of it. It was like, oh, all right. I must have sent him some paint stuff. Completely forgot that you sent him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I, like, after a minute, I walked back. I was like, wait. I looked in there and I I saw all those tapes. It was literally like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) like freaking Halo. (laughs) It was was like like Jim Carrey doing the alrighty then montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, totally. Oh, that's funny. I, uh, yeah, because I, I know I sent you, what did I, okay, so I picked up Untouchables. I picked up, I already have Duel, but I'm so stoked to have it on VHS because I was like, dude, I have a feeling since this is like a quote unquote first of Steven Spielberg's and also kind of like an obscure horror, I was like, this has got to be worth something. Yeah. And uh, I've never seen it on VHS. And I was like, I got to get it. You know, I was at a thrift store, it was a dollar. I was like, I'm not saying no. And welcome to your new addiction, man. <laughs> I know, right? It's better than drugs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> tape collecting is very addictive especially yeah since it's because dude, like you said they're just so cheap and then when you see them at like you know garage sales people are like oh there's 10 of them and two bucks i'm like oh shit okay right and i and a lot of a lot of times you can go online i got a lot of mine from uh facebook marketplace just see who's yeah. all around trying to get rid of stuff because yeah when it comes to vhs's and tapes people just want to get rid of them so they'll pretty much take any money you know of course of course uh oh you know what okay i i got four i'm like talking to you but i'm like trying to think at the same time uh, i can't even speak english at the, same time. the fuck go figure of course i can't speak english okay um okay there's my fourth one offhand that i'm like just trying to remember like good times playing and shit i know i got another one well no that was gamecube but they did have it on ps4 or not ps4 sorry ps2 as well um Okay, yeah, I guess since I never beat it and I want to beat it now, sure. Like I said, these are just all like off rip, and uh, yeah. I will probably put this one at where we'll go five, four, we'll go like that. Yeah, okay. Uh, right now I'm actually on Wikipedia. PS2 developed and marketed by Sony, of course, 
released in Japan. When do you think it released in Japan? This is new to me. I'm honestly just looking at it. Mm, see, I got mine. I got mine when the Corn Untouchables album came out. So that was what? 2001. So I'm guessing 1999. <laughs> Dude, you're so good with like, you and me both, like, we both have like such weird, obscure, like, metaphorical ways of looking at things. I'm like, okay, well, Slayer's album came out here, so that means... Like... <laughs> There's a reason I know that. It's because when I got my PlayStation 2, I also got the Corn the Live uh, DVD with it, and it was it was when the Untouchables album came out, so... I think I got my PS2 at the time, 50-50, knowing, okay, I want a game, and then secondly, like how you and I have said before, like DVDs, we were like, dude... It was it was revolutionary, man, because like they were it was so much cheaper than buying a DVD player at the time. It, yeah, and it made more sense, you know, and because you could do both, right? And I actually I think I used mine for more movies than I did games because games were like still sixty seventy dollars, where like right. a DVD at that time was twenty bucks. And I, if, although I was working, I had a work permit from school to work True. when I was like fifteen. Uh huh. I was only still getting like maybe like a fifty dollar check because I was only about to work like one or two days. Right, not even just that. Even with your fifty, dude. Like, okay, you're a kid, so knowing you and I, it was like candy and comic books, and then maybe like one game every few months or something, maybe. Right, and it took a lot longer back then though for like certain movies to come out on DVD. Like, I remember right. specifically, I pre-ordered a Jane uh, Punisher, you and would. it was like, it was like a nine month <laughs> wait. They... Not just that, though, too, but I mean, even then, like, I remember just like how when we've talked before, like warehouse music, like when CDs came out, when DVDs came out, they were like 20, 30 bucks a pop. Right. And like, regardless of what it was, like, you could yeah. have the most pure thing that you, they could get for like five bucks now, but it was still like on average, everything was like twenty dollars. Dude, it could have been fucking VeggieTales. I mean, and it was like yeah. 30 bucks. And if it was a double album, you're paying 45 for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I love now when I see like double like uh, like vinyl now like I think I picked up my um, Stevie Wonder like double album or no I have a well that and I have a Crosby Stills Nash and Young uh, quadruple vinyl and I think it was like ten bucks like but I know what you mean though like at the time like yeah it was probably ridiculously expensive yeah I think I, I think I remember specifically actually pre-ordering the Punisher I think was like thirty five dollars and I had to wait I like. I had to wait almost nine months for it to come out before I could go pick it up. I believe it. Okay. Well, in Japan, since I know you and I both uh, ADD tangents here, uh, we, uh, mm. it released March of 2000. I, I, I didn't realize um, it was only, what, give or take, like five years after PS1. I could have sworn it was like 01, 2002 or something. So it was literally on – I still think how you and I have discussed before, like NES, NES, Sega, of course, N64, oh. PS1. Obviously, PS2, OG Xbox, and I don't know how you feel about GameCube. Like, I love GameCube. I feel like it went under the radar, and now that it's, like, huge everywhere again, it's just skyrocketing in price, like, all the games. I'm like, what the hell? See, like, I can't really have an opinion on on Game. The reason I had one at one point, but the only reason I got it was for the Metal Gear Solid remake. You told me, yep. Yeah, so, like, I didn't really play anything. controller, though, bro, come on, man. Garbage. (laughs) No, dude, you're tripping, man. I love that controller. And at that point, I was so used to like the PlayStation controller. That's just that was my thing. And fair enough. But I mean, and then you also have to remember though, too, like the idea behind uh, how they were still implementing the whole couch co- uh, co-op sequence back then as well. You know, twenty years ago, which is pretty cool. Just like how the Dreamcast was, and obviously Sega fizzled out, but they're still, you know, publishers and developers for uh, gaming consoles. Anyway, um, 
in North America, October of 2000. So I was, do the math, about to be 12. I didn't even realize it came out when I was like 12. I was, you said 2000? Yeah. I was 10. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. And then in uh, Europe, literally a uh, month later in Australia, uh, excuse me, a week later. So it was um, Europe, November 24th and Australia, November 30th, which is pretty smart right before the uh, Christmas season. I mean, obviously, you know, whether it be Sony or Nintendo or Microsoft, they're not dumb. They know oh, everyone, you know, whether you're religious or not, Christmas, we're going to make money. Yeah, of course. That that's yeah. just that's just smart business. You want to release something big and hot, boy, of course. But like, man, I wish uh, I wish we could just go back. You know, like I wish I sometimes could have like a time machine. I can go back and get like you know all the Sega Saturn games I want at like the right price and like TurboGrafx sixteen. But hey, I mean, I guess you live and you learn, kind of thing. I have the same like thought, just like going back to like seeing certain movies in theaters and stuff. Oh, sure. And you and I both like going to see like Black Sabbath, just like yeah. Oh my God, yes. I got to see Black Sabbath in 2004, so I'm happy. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) The original Sabbath, too. No, like, it wasn't like anybody else singing besides everyone. As you and I both know, it is the successor to the original PlayStation 1, and it is the uh, second installment, obviously, within the PlayStation brand. And which generation of consoles do you think it is? Like, what do you mean? Uh, you ever heard it before? Like, uh, shoot, so five being uh, what PS one and uh, N sixty four and fourth generation being like you know uh, Super Nintendo and all that. You so I would, that I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the slightest idea what oh, to yeah, call. You're good. I, like I said, I, I just like playing this little game with myself, <laughs> with you, essentially, okay. whether you know you're involved with the game or not. Um, <laughs> uh, sixth gen uh, console. Uh, this okay. was probably arguably like one of the best. Uh, times because like I said before there was not only the GameCube there was the Sega Dreamcast you know rest in peace and there was obviously the original Xbox at the time there was such a huge market for video gaming like 20 years ago how far how far until because the PlayStation 2 came out first how long until Xbox came out because it was a couple years later right uh you know what I will click on it right now and then I will go back to this page let's uh oh you know what oh it's it's right here uh I didn't even give myself time to guess um (laughs) It launched in North America, November 15th, 2001. So literally a year later. A year later, okay. And then I remember it originally had the uh, the Duke controller. Remember that big, fat-ass controller? I think so. Um, it, that's yeah. when they, had, they still had the black and the white buttons, which I think are technically yeah. the bumpers now. Yes. Um, so this... The PS2 was announced. Dude, we're yeah. Now that we're talking about, it, you and I are probably gonna have to do like an OG uh, Xbox episode too. Hell yeah. I I wouldn't be able to do very good because I never had an OG Xbox. Okay. All right. Well then, what's uh what's your forte? You said 360. All right. Looks like we're talking 360. All right. Moving on. No more PS2. 360. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the PS2. No, I'm just kidding. I would never say that. Just playing. Oh, man, uh, it's a it's great. It's a great console. Still oh, great. Dude, I, yeah, I'm I'm looking at my R2G2 console right now. I love it. Um, I think I've had mine. What like what is it? What's two thousand twenty three years, and it still runs. It still does perfectly fine. The original fat one. Mine luckily never had any problems with. I don't know what I ever did with my three sixty. I think I sold it before. Obviously, you and I joined, and then I ended up picking up one, and they got the three uh, red rings, and I was like, okay, well, if you get four, it's not going to function, but three, you can get it fixed, and. 
And then I ended up finding this one and I was like, okay, I'll just keep the other one in box just for the sake of having it. I just haven't gotten around to getting it fixed. Um, so co-developed by Sony and Toshiba. I don't, I don't think I knew that. Obviously I knew Sony was clearly involved, but I had no idea Toshiba was. I didn't know that either. Uh, said to be more powerful than personal computers at the time. Backward compatibility. That was a big fucking deal, dude. Like, cause well, obviously yeah, okay, if you think about it in retrospect, we had what, um, when the super Nintendo came out, remember there was the, uh, the super game boy. So you could play game boy games. So therefore quote unquote, it was technically backwards compatible, but even before that, I don't know if you knew this since Genesis came out in 89, there was the, uh, uh, what was it called? It was like the top base loader or something. You could play Sega Master System games on your Genesis, which was pretty cool. I think uh, I think I I've heard of that. I think uh, James or uh, video gamer did yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're kind of pricey now, but they're super cool. Um, that's one thing that I did like about Sega, but I think that was kind of their downfall. Is they made too much hardware, not enough software. Agreed. You know, but they, yeah, they were revolutionary in that regard. They just didn't really have too much third party support. It was all just themselves, like self funding. And they're like, well, we're broke. <laughs> um, so the fact that, yes, the PS2 could play PS1, like, and there's no limited library. Like, I think with PS3, I believe it's a limited library to PS1. But if you have the fat model of the PS3, you can play PS2 games, which is interesting. There Only if it has like four USB ports on it, though. It's weird. Go ahead. There was a certain uh, camera. I think it was like the 600 megabyte, I think, or whatever. I th- yeah, for the PS3, it was like one specific megabyte was backwards compatible for PS2 and PS1. Correct. It was the, uh, the one that you can always tell in the lower left-hand corner if you're looking at it. It has four USB ports. Although they did make later uh, PS3 fat models, as they're also called, uh, that only have two USB ports, which aren't backwards compatible in that regard. Right, because uh, that was the one I was looking for when I was when I was shopping, and I could never find it. And oh, dude, you know, I mean, it's super expensive now. Oh, because yeah, I was like, easily, you're, you're looking at yeah, probably 150 to 300 bucks. Yeah, easy. Right. Uh, so, but if you, just, if you just want like a PS3 like slim or like a PS3 super slim, like the one that I have, like I like personally that they don't have necessarily a tray. Like you just open up a piece, you know, so you don't have to worry about the springs on the tray if they go out or whatever. You know, you just pop the disc in. Uh, um, yeah, I, I like my PS3. And like I said, I uh, I got a bunch of PS1 games on it before the PS3 store went down because it was so cheap. Like, because you and I both know like those rare hard to find PS1 games are like hundreds of dollars or you go on the store and they're like $5. I'm like, yeah, give them to me. I was like, I'll pay all of them. I don't care. Right. Like I saw uh, the original Resident Evil 2 like at the used store. They were asking, I think it was like $150 for it. And it's like, and I still, I still have my copy. I was like, okay, I'm going to hold on to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's an easy gauge. I mean, like I said, dude, okay. For instance, like how I know, okay, like I said before, I'm not gloating, but how I know games, like you're like, yo, dude, I got this. Like, just talk to me, man. I got you. Or if I got any metal questions or, you know, obscure movie questions, I'll ask you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so obviously, as we stated, it had backwards compatibility and it was strictly just dual shock because I don't remember the PS1 didn't have dual shock for a while. And then when it came out, we were like, oh my God, this is great. Yeah, see, by the time I got my PS1, uh-huh. it came with the DualShock controllers. So that's what I, I started with. Yeah, I think mine did too, but I want to say I had neighbors who had it at launch, and I'm like, what's with this funky D-pad? But I liked how light it was. It was a very light controller. See, I was the opposite. I had gotten so used to like the weight of the DualShock that when I tried to play a regular one, it was too light for me. Like I felt like I was going to break it. 
<laughs> right, dude. And that's what sucks about, uh, you know, the PlayStation Classic. It, they didn't offer a DualShock controller, strictly just D-pad. So whatever games that I admit, however I got the games, I uh, you can only use the D-pad. So, I mean, you just have to get used to it. And it's funny because, like, I, and I don't know, I was just like, I guess it was just natural for me to use the D-pad. I never used the joysticks, really, unless I had to in, like, a certain mission. Uh-huh. But not until like later later consoles, I started using the the joysticks more. But yeah, or like um, a lot of games, you you had to. I don't know. It's something about the weight. It just had the perfect amount of weight to it. And right, like, and then it had it the built in uh, what vibration and the uh, analog and all that. And yeah, that was cool. That was cool because I, I want to say, as far as vibration is concerned, I think Star Fox sixty four started that. You know, with the uh, rubble pack kind of thing. I think you might be right, but like it, it also comes like uh, when we were talking on the PlayStation One episode when I was talking yeah. about Metal Solid, like when he fought Psycho Manus, he'd like put your controller on the ground and he would make it move around with the vibrations and shit. Oh shit! So well, you obviously okay. Did you you said you had the Dual Shock though at the time, correct? Yes. Okay, so that makes sense. Perhaps if you didn't, I don't know if it had that kind of sensibility per se. That would be some sort of like research we would have to do. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. So uh, back to us uh, being on a tangent. What else is fucking new? Uh, <laughs> I think we spent 20 minutes on a tangent, like five minutes on the PS4. <laughs> yeah, I saw GBH, you know, a couple days ago. That was awesome, you know. So it made me think of you. Loved it. Got in the pit. Didn't get hurt. I didn't hurt anybody either. So that was Did nice. you pass the axe? You what? So did you pass the axe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went with a homie of mine from the boat. And he was just like, dude, like, yeah, I'm always down to go to shows, you know, like, because he and I, we talk classic rock and like metal and stuff. And he, uh, he doesn't really know, like punk like how you and i do per se or at least me like i said i'm not an encyclopedia but i know i know my fair share of punk but uh, hey man um, take your badge dude your encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to punk music that's a cool thing man nah it's not you know anyway all right martian media episode whatever the fuck 70 i'm, I'm done I'm just kidding. Before we move on, did you get the reference though yes i think i wait hang on what reference was that i'm sorry when i said did you pass the axe yeah, I feel like that's something I should know. Am I an idiot? By all means, in like it's my favorite GBH song, dude. It's a G- <laughs> am I stupid? I am stupid. Holy crap! No, pass the axe, going on, pass the axe. <laughs> You're good. I think my favorite song, I, I still think I'm not just saying this because I saw them and you and I saw them together. And okay, we will get back to PS2 in a minute, but we're gonna talk some music for a second, <laughs> all right, folks? Anyway, um, so. Once again, I went to the merch table. Remember, I, I showed you that I got some socks. You know, I was talking to the guy uh, who was there, and I was like, hey, last time I, you know, saw you guys, I was with a buddy of mine. We saw, you know, you guys with adolescents and other creepy creeps. He was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was like, you know, eight to ten years ago. He was like, yeah. He was like, we haven't done a U.S. tour in like five years. I was like, that's cool. And then, it, of course, you know, it was one of the uh, band members just gets up on the stage again. I was like, dude, just my luck. It's almost like every time I don't even realize who I'm talking to. <laughs> and yeah. uh, um. No, uh, hands down, not even necessarily just that particular band. I think the idea behind the whole D-beat aspect of punk and just the way that this particular song sounds by that band, like I said, it could have been any fucking band, it doesn't matter. I think it is the definitive just punk song, uh, Self-Destruct by GBH. That is probably my favorite punk song of all time. I'll have to go back and listen to it. It's just, it's very DB UK punk. That or, you know, I mean, a lot of their stuff is good, though, too. I mean, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping to go see uh, July 14th. It's a TSOL and a Circle Jerks and a Negative Approach. That'll be a great show. Yeah, dude. TSOL is like very, uh, it was like, 
early punk and then they went kind of like pop punk and then they went kind of like goth punk yeah they changed things up a little bit yeah that was that song uh flowers by the door i was yeah, really yeah. yeah and then obviously circle jerks have always been great negative approach is like rah, 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 rah. okay next song all right rah, rah. like and i'm like all right whatever <laughs> and funny like little little funny stories like i went to order a uh a G- gbh album off of uh amazon yeah and it was like coming from overseas it was some kind of imported cd so i was like super stoked about it i paid like 40 bucks for it yeah and it took like almost two weeks to get here by the time i got here it wasn't even a gbh album it was a frank zappa album <laughs> <laughs> i i emailed the dude i was like dude this isn't what i ordered like oh sorry <laughs> That's all I got from him. Oops, sorry. Oops, sorry. Uh, no refunds. <laughs> what is Pretty this? Much. I didn't get refunded. <laughs> Zap. Nothing against Frank Zappa, but yeah, I, I couldn't even probably tell you a song. I'm sure if I heard, it, I'd be like, oh, okay, I know that one. But uh, yeah, it was uh, super cool. What's up? Go ahead. Well, to me, he was most famous because he, uh, him and D. Snyder went up against uh, Tepper Gore during the uh, the uh, the hearing in like the late '80s. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm listening, but I'm watching my cat dream. It's pretty funny. PS2 right. <laughs> on Dragon Ball Z. My cat <laughs> dreams. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so that happened. And then uh, I heard about this uh, show coming up. And then literally that's a Friday, July 14th. And then I know I told you a couple months ago that Saturday up in L.A., it's uh, what? um I think it's Toxic Holocaust, Havoc, and uh, somebody else. I can't remember. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, two shows. I wouldn't mind doing two shows in a row, but I'm like, I got to drive to San Diego for work, and then I got to go to L.A. to do this. And come. I don't know, dude. I mean, if I'm by myself at the house, I mean, you know damn well I'm fucking going. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of driving, man. <laughs> Especially yeah, well, born and raised in L.A. I'm used to it. All right. Back yeah. to PS2. Two, two, yes. two. All right. So. I'm looking at the original model right here on the uh, computer. I have mine, obviously. It's in a box in the garage. But uh, I don't know if you knew this. You know, on the tray, the little original PS1 logo, did you know that you could move that? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. I didn't know that until maybe, I don't know, like a year ago or something. I was, I was like, blown away. I was like, where the hell have I been? I had no idea. <laughs> did you knew that the, the entire time? Do okay. what? I just said you knew that the entire time? I did not know that. I think I did. Either I, either I think I knew or you told me about it, and I just put it in my head that I knew that. Okay. One of them. I'm trying to remember functionality, too. Like, I don't know. Do you – I sometimes I press the uh, green button, too. I'm, like, looking at it on the uh, computer right now. Like, you know how you can put it in, like, I guess, like, sleep mode, I guess, if you will? Did you, did you used to do that? Or do you, would you put no. it – you just push the button on the back? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah, when you press the power button, it would power off. That was, that was considered sleep mode? Yeah, so you would get like the red light or whatever. Yeah, okay. I yeah, I only I rarely turned it off from the back. Yeah, I, I same here. I would always keep it on, so then all you had to do was just press the green button and then bam, you're back in. Right. I yeah. I don't know why. Like I guess it probably would have saved or it probably would probably saves the console's life if you do that, but probably. And then I, I just realized, remember there's like a it's actually a rather quiet console of that particular generation. Personally, I felt like the Dreamcast it's almost like how like a Sony Walkman would be. It'd be every couple seconds to maybe like a minute to hear like the, you know, like of it spinning. Um, the Dreamcast was loud. The GameCube was rather quiet. The PS2 didn't get really hot. The Xbox was only loud when it would like start up a disc. And then once it was in, it was pretty quiet. But yeah, the PS2, like, yeah, I had no problems functionality like whatsoever. And I'm looking at, I don't know if you remember the uh, blue vertical stand. 
Yes. I never had one, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, dude, that's pretty cool. I might have to get one. I remember that was a huge deal. People were like, you, dude, you can stand it up. And I was like, and I remember thinking, why? It could get knocked over a lot easier. <laughs> that's true. But I mean, if you have a stand, I get, yeah, yeah. Okay. that's that's true. Yeah. I mean, especially if you have corded uh, controllers. But I mean, although later on in its life, I did have a wireless controller. And it was a Pelican uh, wireless. It was a blue controller and it had like little LED lights on it. it was super cool. Um, and I think it was. Around the same time, probably, that the Nintendo GameCube had its WaveBird wireless controller. But the WaveBird wireless controller required a radio frequency. I'm pretty sure this was just like a, uh, kind of like an infrared, I guess. Like how, like, a DVD player TV remote kind of would work. I think so. Dude, it, it was great, man. I mean, yeah, you had to put batteries in it. It was a little heavier. And I felt like it it felt ergonomically better. Kind of like how, like, a Mad Cats controller used to feel. I don't know if you had Mad Cats out in, like, Ohio, but... I don't think I don't think I did. <laughs> it, was, it was actually a West Coast company, but I think they branched out and they kind of fell off. It, it was decent third party uh, controllers, actually, in my opinion, of course. But uh, um, OK, so it had a total of over how many games? OK, this is just what it says on Wikipedia as of right now. So hang on a total of. Uh, OK, a total of how many games or over how many games do you believe were actually released worldwide? So it's not just a NTSC in North America, Europe, or Japan. How about globally? What do you think? Easily, that would be like about, what, 2,000 titles? <laughs> Double that, bro. <laughs> 4,000 titles? Yeah, I know. You even saying it, you're like, what? Like, I know. It's crazy. I started thinking, like, and I know there is somebody out there that has every single one of them. But what's pretty – oh, you guarantee it. But even what's interesting, though, like I feel like this was the last generation, in my opinion and perspective, that didn't really have as much shovelware until the following uh, consoles came out, like the Wii and the 360 and PS3. That's when a lot of like dance dancer, you know, karaoke this and Barbie this and My Little Pony crap and all that, you know. Uh, you, you can, but like, you could also say because uh, PS2 was when uh, Guitar Hero started. So I don't think that's shovelware, though. Dude. Like what? Like what do you consider shovelware? The crap that I just mentioned, like <laughs> My Little Pony, Doctor Pets, and like my cat's in prison. It needs help, and like you know that type of okay, crap. Okay, okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they, like the, especially the Nintendo DS. There's all those. Like I can just, I can look at my DS right now. Okay, anything on the cover. I made sure. To, okay, Harvest Moon. I'm not going to play that because like a farming simulator. I'm looking at my uh, DS games right now. Uh, I don't know. I can't read the back. It's all in Chinese. Anyway, I'm moving on. <laughs> and also, I, also, I feel that like the PS2 era was the last era where gaming felt like it was like exactly that. It was just for it any genuine. Kind of it was genuine. The uh, like you said, like there's over four thousand titles, so the diversity of games was you know through the roof. It wasn't just first person shooter, Minecraft and its knockoffs, or you know it was like. There was just everything. Games felt like games, you know? Right. It, it, there was so much more diversity. It was kind of like how, okay, analogously, you and I can say that movies probably really got their boom. Obviously, you know, you and I being such fans of this particular genre, horror with Carl Emily in the 30s with, you know, Bela Lugosi, all that stuff, you know? Absolutely. And then, and then in the 40s, noirs took off. And then in the 50s, there was like westerns and early sci fi. And then I think it really became extremely well-known, like, in the 60s when there was, like, 3D. And there were so many different other genres, like, taking apart. And then there was, like, you know, the spaghetti westerns. And then there was, you know, obviously uh, Hitchcock and so forth. Like, obviously, right. 20, 30 years before, it was still in its infancy. 
I, I personally feel, and then I feel like it really peaked and picked up just a huge fans or a fan base of individuals, probably in the sixties and seventies. And then kind of, you know, went from there, but, uh, I already feel like I'm losing my uh, train of thought here, but, <laughs> um, where, where did I, my ADD is kicking in. I'm sorry. Where did I, um, we were, <laughs> we were talking the PS2, um, Yes, uh, I was saying that, yes, with its diversity of titles, just like in relation to movies, it, it was just very genuine at the time. And that was one of the last times how you and I have discussed before where it was really, it, there was just so much diversity that there was so much to choose from that it wasn't just crap and there weren't recycled titles, more or less, kind of like how Hollywood is now. Right. And it's like what I like, I think I was I texted you that this morning, uh, like uh, all, all the remakes that are coming out for video games, how that's going to be the trend now. There's not going to be any new real, really new video games coming out. It's all remakes of older games. And the uh, the triple A titles, correct, will be probably remakes or rehashes of original uh, IPs like, you know, the Metroid Dread, obviously, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda and so forth as far. This is obviously just you and I speculation. It's not fucking fact. Right. Um, <laughs> we know we are. <laughs> I was about to say Nosferatu. <laughs> I meant to say Nostradamus. Speaking of which, did you see that there's a new Nosferatu coming out? I did. Isn't a, isn't a, what's the foe? Willem Dafoe. Yeah. yeah. And he he can kill any role, so I'm cool. I'm 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 okay with it, dude. Yeah, I love Willem Dafoe, man. Even if the movie sucks, he's great in it. Yeah, I mean he's just great. Period, dude. Um, like, did you see that movie uh, Antichrist that he was in? I still haven't watched that one, dude. <laughs> it's a trip. <laughs> um, I love him in a uh, shoot. What is it? Wild at Heart with Nick Cage and uh, Laura Dern and. And also, uh, actually, Steve showed me this movie a while back. It's called The Florida Project. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, where he's like, what, like the landlord of the hotels or something? It's a hotel that's next to uh, Disneyland or something. Yeah, Yeah, and the one fucking girl that lives there is like selling perfume or something. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it's a good one. Sad one. It was was good. It kind of reminded me of like the, I guess, more ghetto version of like Dallas Buyers Club kind of. Per se, like to me, it kind of reminded me like it was like it felt almost like documentary style, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of similar to that movie, uh, Kids, that came out in the nineties. That that's like one that, like, dude, I I think I literally watched once, and afterward, I was like, I don't know if I ever want to watch this again. That's honestly how I felt about Monkey Shines when I was messaging you earlier. I was like, I don't know if I ever want to watch this again. Dude, that's how I felt with Kids as well. It's like I only had to watch it once, but I remember like everything about it. Yeah, I do too. It's just one of those things that like sticks with you. But what's interesting is like, you know, you and I were there at that particular age, whether we were drinking or doing illegal drugs at that age. And then we know what it's like hormonally, mentally and physically to be that age and to do the acts that they did. So therefore seeing it, you and I are older. I'm like, where are their parents? You know what I mean? Like I get this like sense of like, I want to like help and fix things. And it, it just, it <laughs> fucks your head up. Oh dude, it was, yeah. Like, like I said, you know, I'm not a big fan of like ultra depressing movies and shit like that. Uh-huh. But that one, like, it did its job. It made you pissed off. And I guess the 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 kid that or the guy that played the lead role of that kid Tully in that movie, yeah, he had a hard time getting roles because I guess like people thought that show was like a documentary, and uh-huh. he was getting shit like outside. Like people thought that's how he really was and stuff, and they pretty much killed his career. I believe it. Yeah, I mean, it was. It... <sighs> Anyway. It was almost it was almost like that. What was that fucking like movie that came out with like not Seth Rogen, uh, Jonah Hill a little while ago? It was like the nineties or whatever. You know that he did like that. Same, it was like, yes, it, exactly, exactly. It's basically what it was. It was just like an updated version of that. But I mean, that was a little more tame. 
a little yeah, that was a lot more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, it was correct. Yeah, I mean, it, it, instantly that's what I thought of when you said it for some reason. And I watched that and I was like, oh, this is nowhere near as what kids was. But yeah, because kids, like when you start it, aren't they just like making out on a bed like half naked? And I'm like, God, these are 13 year olds. I'm like, this is, I'm like, why is the director like, he must be a fucking pedophile or something. It was just, like I said, like it, it's something to behold and it's one of those. Kind of like how you and I, how you said before, you're like, dude, don't watch Serbian film or don't watch this or whatever. Like, it's one of those you can't unwatch and it sticks with you. Clearly, he knew what he was doing. He's a great director, but fuck, I don't ever want to watch that movie again. And he made a lot of movies that are similar to that. I think his name was Larry Clark. I think that was the, the director's name. Fuck. All right. Well, you're going to have to tell me what the titles are so I can be pissed <laughs> off again. <laughs> he did a really good one called Bully. That movie was fucking good. I still have yet to play that game, and that's actually not on my list. I have it. Speaking of PS2, okay, back to PS2. <laughs> yeah, PS2. That's right. We're not talking about yeah. that. That was a good segue. Good job, dude. I liked it. All right, cut yeah. it. Print it. It's going to LA Times or New York Times or Akron, Ohio. You know, you can drink. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's here now, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. When, okay, I'm looking at the uh, PS2 Slim. When do you think that came out? I had no idea that they waited this amount of time. I would have thought, because I feel like when it came to like the 360, it was like, bam, like, all right, we're going to update it. We're going to make a new one like right now. What was it? 2007 or 8, I'm guessing. Ooh, that's later than I anticipated. You would say it is 2004 there, young buck. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> I was trying to judge it because I was trying to remember all my friends that had the slim one but I remember like I didn't I didn't actually I don't think I actually saw one until like way later until the time because I was right. just mine and they're more sought after now because like I said before with the whole disk drive you know the bearings or the uh, mechanics can go out at least with the PS2 slim you just press a button and the top pops off put the disc in you know right um it, according to what I'm reading, it remained popular well into the seventh generation, even with the PS3. But like you and I already said, I mean, like we both love the next gen right after that. And very few games of PS4, Xbox One era. I, I feel like PS3, 360 was like one of my last favorite gens. But anyway, back to PS2. Um, hang on, what am I looking at? Dreamcast launched 1990. I thought it was Dreamcast was like 9999 or whatever. That was like the big... Uh, like push for it um i remember the first ecw game was on there so yeah that that seems about right dude i remember reading like it was like trans world the uh no don't think trans it's fucking skateboarding um you know the uh, <laughs> um and you know skateboarder magazine and thrasher and all that and i remember seeing 99 i didn't you know and then like the fine print that they put at the bottom i'm like what the hell is that i, I can't read what they're trying to advertise you just see like digital numbers 999 coming soon and you know it's like 97 98 at the time when i'm reading these skate mags and i'm like what the hell are they advertising and then i'm like oh years later it's dreamcast there you go okay what am i looking at launch ps2 initially sold well based on the of course it sold well um uh, i'm trying to see like what games were kind of like you know packaged in here um uh, like exclusives for it or well not necessarily exclusives but like okay for instance you know when like the 64 launched they were like the pack-ins like mario kart or mario 64 and then when super nintendo launched uh act razor and uh super mario world you know which was technically mario 4 you know that type of shit like the I game don't think, i don't think ps2 had one because i think their biggest their big marketing thing was like ours comes with a dvd player because it hadn't had 
Right, yeah. Of that generation, obviously, the next one to involve a DVD player was the uh, Xbox, but it required that little, like, remember, it was like a black receiver or something? You plugged into the port, and then it required a DVD controller for it. I remember that. Right. <laughs> and uh, I had it, and uh, I still see them sometimes, occasionally. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool to just have. I don't need it, though. And I, I remember I remember when, like, for the five minutes that I had a PS3, it was heavily packaged with the Spider-Man 3 movie. Like, I think it came with a copy. <laughs> they were desperate to sell that movie. <laughs> well, I still love that. I will defend that movie. So. I, I know, dude. It's corny, <laughs> but I, I like it for what it is, man. I know. Emo Peter is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> My chemical romance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, dude, and all the fucking corny lines in that. Like, I wish somebody would bop me on the head. Bop! I was like, "Ooh, it's so cringy." Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, too. Yep. Uh, so Sony have heavily advertised uh, EA at the time. Rest in peace, because EA is kind of shit now. EA, yeah. it's a game. Um, 2004 launched uh, GTA's San Andreas. I thought it would have came out sooner. I didn't realize it was that late in the uh, lifespan of it. Yeah, because yeah, because the big deal at the time when the when PS2 came out was Grand Theft Auto Three. Right, uh, it's true. And then because uh, what Vice City was probably before. Granted, I'm not a big GTA yeah. fan, and I think I've told you that before. Yes, Vice City was the the sequel to uh, Three. Three. Okay, so this would San Andreas was technically five. Got it. Okay. Well, in, in the order of things, obviously, and then they have their numbers and so forth later on. But uh, um, coinciding with the release of Xbox Live, Sony released the PlayStation Network adapter. I remember that. I used to play. Oh, my God. How did I? Oh, OK. No, no, no. OK. Which game am I taking off here? Yeah, I'm taking that one off. OK, I forgot. I forgot. How could I forget? It made me think. I'm not telling you yet because we're going to discuss our list here in a minute. I forgot about this game. God, how could I forget? I fucking love that game. Okay. Yeah, that's probably, yep. I think that's a much better list. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm so excited now. I'm getting a little nerd boner. There you go. I need some nerd lotion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Spit. <laughs> Come here, kitty. No, I'm just kidding. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't put any Final Fantasies on my list because I haven't played any of the PS2 ones. I, yeah, but or at least I, not yet. Dude, like I remember the what was it, Final Fantasy 10 or 9? Yeah, it, it was 10. 9 was PS1. Yeah, I remember like everybody in my like little friend group. That's all that I was just never a fan of that game in general, and that was like the big deal with everybody that I was friends with was Final Fantasy game. As far as I've been told and what I've read and talked to many people, it's always play six, which was three on Super Nintendo, uh, seven, obviously PS1, uh, nine, and then uh, ten on PS2. And in no, no particular order because they're not, you know, congruent or continuous of one another. You can play them out of order. It doesn't matter. But uh, and then sometimes I hear 12 as well uh, being the last original. Uh, anyway. But uh, I'm looking at online support here because I remember playing this particular game uh, with broadband internet connection. I think it was like SOCOM I used to play and uh, one of my numbered games here. But uh, speaking of which, let's get right to it, bud. What okay. is your number five? Is that, is, this, is that what you want to do? Is you want to do top five or you want to do top ten? Uh, I got top five. If I do top ten, I have to think a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt yourself. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, on that note, man, I wish you could friggin' send me a cigarette. Uh, it'll be there in a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-lit, too, so then by the time it gets here, it's just a butt. I got five that are just literally off the top of my head, like, as like soon as I think about it. If I'd add five all more, right. I just have all to right. think. Well, you you got to start top five. I'll do my five, and then go to four and so forth, man. What you got? All right, my, my number five would probably be uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. You would. <laughs> <laughs> well, care to elaborate, bud? Yeah, it was just like a really cool because like Marvel games up to that point were just kind of like meh. Like the funnest one I played before that was uh, Maximum Carnage for the Sega Genesis. I remember that. And like, okay, I'll give Spider-Man for PS1. That was obviously a fantastic game. Oh, yeah. We talked about but it last episode. Ultimate Alliance was really, really cool, especially for like someone like me who's a gigantic nerd. It's like you can create your own team from like Deadpool and like Ghost Rider and shit like that. Yeah. Blade. And, and it was – I just like that you could make your own team and you had to go through all the different worlds from different comics, yeah. different bosses. Yeah. It was yeah. just a lot. It was just really cool, especially for me because, like, I think my team was – I think I had, like, Thor, Deadpool, uh, Ghost Rider, and – fuck, and Wolverine. That, that was my team, so. <laughs> um, now that you got me thinking, I know you know me. I'm not the biggest comic book enthusiast. Uh, just all depends. But as far as Marvel games, I remember there was uh, War of the Gems, which I think was a Super Nintendo kind of beat em up. That was a lot of fun. And then um, what else you said? Uh, I'm trying to think Marvel. Fuck, man. What else, dude? Which, uh, shoot, is Spawn uh, Marvel? No, he's an uh, image. Image, okay. I, I should have known that. I'm sorry. Which well, actually, gonna... you yeah. say that, you just, you just flipped my whole list, so okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm just thinking, uh, like, since you mentioned Marvel, I was, okay, well, I did love uh, Mutant Apocalypse on Super Nintendo. That was a lot of fun, too. Another beat-em-up, but, uh, okay. My number five is probably Burnout uh, Takedown. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am normally not how you and I discuss like the biggest uh, racing game enthusiast, but I mean there was just carnage involved. It was super fast. There was the nitrous, and then I think they even had like a solid soundtrack. It was kind of like pop punk and like metal songs and stuff like that at the time. It was just, it was like the racing version of like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, kind of is how I viewed it. And it wasn't there a mode on there where like you had the like. You got points for how badly you wrecked your car. Oh, dude, yes, and I loved it. That was like, yeah, that was like my Tetris, I guess, as well. Like, you know how when you were like, dude, fuck, like I'm, dip, I'm dying on this game. I just want to chill out and play something. So you turn on Tetris, like, same thing. Like, I'd be playing something. And I'm like, dude, I just want to chill out. So I would turn on like Burnout. And I'm like, okay, I'm just chilling now. Yeah, it was my uh, decompression uh, game at the time, and uh, yeah, you know, playing co-op and yeah, like you said, destruction and just going super fast the mechanics were right the physics were right it just the ps2 just it just handled really well that game but uh anyway okay what is your number four i don't know if i agree with my number four but i'm gonna say it anyway but you first go ahead uh, uh tony hawk underground the first one am i dumb how did i not put that game on there man <laughs> Ah, God, like I said, I was having a brain fart i mean i'm i just i feel like i know like too much and then i forget crap um should I just keep it? No. Okay. How about if I do a, a twofer? So, okay. By all means, go ahead and elaborate. Why did you like Tony Hawk so much underground? Well, like, well, like a big deal for like most games like that was the create your own skater thing. And they really took it to a whole new level. 
And you could actually make, <clears throat> I made my character look exactly how I dressed in like real life. You know, the zero skateboard t-shirt with the camouflage pants and the Chuck Taylor. And, <laughs> and the plug jeans and the uh, ICP hair and the. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm just giving you like, like, I've talked about this on multiple episodes. The, the soundtrack was phenomenal. Like you had Venom on there, Super Joint Rituals and like uh, Black yeah. Flag. Yeah, every game, like it would advance its uh longevity as far as the uh, soundtracks go you know because like the first one was going to be like 20 tracks or something and then two was like 30 and then four was you know probably 50 and then it just it kept like becoming larger and larger and i'm sure you and i at the time were both like oh my god this is awesome right and, and i also like the game because like uh the, it, like even though the, the difficulty would raise with each challenge but it wasn't so overly barely hard that you would lose your mind over it like it was you could figure it out right right <laughs> There was like Very just so. a perfect amount of difficult difficulty. Indeed, indeed. Oh man. Well, my number four I have here that I don't agree with now, since you mentioned Tony Hawk and I'm an idiot and I forgot about it. Was uh, <laughs> uh Devil May Cry, the first one. I, I really had a lot of fun playing it. I I feel like I vaguely remember it. I believe it's Capcom. You play as Dante. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's it was just a really fun hack and slash. It was rather you know evil at the time, you know, especially as a kid. You're like, oh my gosh, should I be playing this kind of thing? And you loved it anyway. It was just it was hard, but I, I had a lot of fun with it. I own, I think one through four. I don't think I have DMC because I've looked into it and I don't think it's very good. So I've been told I don't. I think I have five as well on. Uh, um, I don't remember what console it was on that. Or I know I have four on a 360. Just haven't gotten around to it because I know there's a particular order you're supposed to play them. It's like three one four two or something oh i have no idea dude yeah you're supposed to you're supposed to play them out of order as far as the chronology goes but uh my other four since you mentioned it now was probably thug two bro like come on man yeah yeah ground two the, to comment on a uh, Devil May Cry, just a little, a little fun yeah. fact here. That was actually supposed to be the original Resident Evil Four, but because it was so different from like all the other games, the guys that created it said, "No, let's just make this a completely different game." I did not know that, and I'm glad that they stuck with a different route because I don't think I think it would have fucking tanked the Resident Evil series. I I think so too. Yeah, especially with that name, for instance, analogously, instantly I think in my head, what horror movie franchise am I thinking of in my head? Since we both just mentioned, it would tank the franchise if they changed it, or if they stuck with that name. What with the, with Resident Evil Four. Hang on, well, no, think outside the box. Well, okay, well, I'll just tell you. I was gonna say since. Since you said if they were going to stick with the Resident Evil, even though it was uh, the same engine as Devil May Cry, I'm thinking like, what if, uh, what if they changed it to just Season of the Witch rather than Halloween Three? Obviously, that tanked the franchise for a long time. I think. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's how I looked at it. So sorry. Well, I, thought like, maybe, well, I thought maybe you would have went there too, being a nerd just like me. <laughs> well, like, uh, Leon was still going to be in the game. He was going to have like the abilities of uh, the guy from Devil May Cry. Uh, Dante, yeah, that. Yeah, uh, just, I just still don't see it, man. I don't see it. No, me neither. Yeah, no. I'm gonna call Capcom up right now. I'm gonna put you on hold, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> How many of you you want? How's the weather over there in uh, Austria? Another shrimp on the Bobby. Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh man. Um. So, okay, uh, that was my number four, your number four. Okay, what is your number three, sir? My number three is uh, the Punisher video game. 
one word or perhaps two or two letters, you would YW. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what you got? Go? go ahead. Elaborate, homie. What you got? Well, obviously, being a huge fan of like The Punisher, he was probably my third favorite comic series of all time. Yeah. And he was fresh off the uh, 2004 movie with uh, Thomas Jane. Okay, and, that's cool. And Thomas Jane uh, did the voice acting for Frank Castle in the game. And it was super, super bloody. It was a bit, it was a shoot 'em up, you know. But it was like you could get all different types of weapons and you played different levels and you would see different characters like saw uh, Matt Murdock, who was Daredevil, show up. Iron Man shows up. Uh, but it's all in all, it was just a super, super bloody game. And it followed the comics almost to a T, which was really cool. And it was like That's the cool. unofficial sequel to the original 2004 movie. That's pretty cool. Okay. Kind of like how, uh, remember I mentioned to you before that I was playing like the uh, Ghostbusters game, and that's like the unofficial sequel to the uh, second film. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. There are some weird kind of controller inputs where I'm like, dude, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And I'm about to Google it, and then I figure it out, and I'm like, thank God. I was like, I didn't want to quote-unquote cheat. <laughs> um, anyway, my number three. I'm glad that I thought about it since I thought of the online support was, dude, motherfucking Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. I loved those games. And that was another one that was super popular amongst, like, my friends. I just, I never actually played it. Get out. Go home. Get away. I'm already home. Thank you very much. Okay. You can turn turn it off, dude. Episode 70, whatever the hell this is. I'm never having you on. You suck. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm, I'm taking your cool card, bro. You're like, I never had one. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm playing, dude. You know I love you, man. But uh, fucking dude, <sighs> come on, man. It was like, well, because I had a PS2 before I had an original Xbox. And then when I finally got an original Xbox, I was already kind of used to going online and playing shooters. And at least for a solid, I don't know, dude, probably 10 years or so, I was all about playing online shooters i didn't strictly just play that but especially if like i had a buddy from school whether it was high school or college and they're like yo i'm gonna go on at this time like you know let's meet up and you know play for a couple hours and a couple hours turns into tomorrow morning i'm like oh shit i'm late for school you know like right (laughs) but uh it was just it was such a big deal playing battlefront online and even if it was a little glitchy and laggy you know and then your mom takes the cord out of the wall i need to make a phone call i'm like mom i'm in the middle of a fucking game what are you doing (laughs) It was just, uh, you know, and then even playing the fact that they had a campaign because they knew you couldn't just do online strictly. Like, it just, dude, one and two, and then they, you know, you could play as Darth Vader and Yoda. It was just such a great game, dude, man. But I know you're a Star Wars fan, so, I mean, you just, it was one of those things that was just, like, what, fucking forced down your throat, so you were like, nope, I'm good? Not really. Like, like I said, like, I liked Star Wars, but I was never, like, a, like a fanboy. Like, I enjoyed the movies for what they were. Uh-huh. But... But uh, I was, I think I remember the only Star Wars game I actually played was uh, the head to head one that was on PS1. The other other ones didn't really just, see oh, yeah, I, that's right. So, yeah, you already had like a sour taste in your mouth. I remember you were telling me about that. Yeah, the one on one fighting game. Yeah, that game's trash. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it's called. I forget what it's called, too. Starwarstrash.com. <laughs> you played it so you could fight Darth Vader as Luke Skywalker with lightsabers, <laughs> dude. It's yeah, it's a it's a terrible fighting game. I don't even want to like think about it. I'd rather just puke on it. 
I'd rather own a copy, puke on it, and throw it away. Anyway, okay, what is uh, what is your number two, sir? My number two is uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. You would, once again, you would. <laughs> <laughs> Care to elaborate, sir, sir, sir. Well, again, like uh, being a huge fan of action movies and stuff like that, it was like a great representation of like those style of movies. Of and course. I took the game and you actually had to like, you had to like, Go into like survival mode in a lot of the in a lot of the game. Like you actually had to like catch like animals. Yep, yep. You, you had to actually like you had to do a certain combinations to he- to heal yourself, and like, you had to oh, do. Oh, okay, had, that's pretty cool that they implemented kind of like puzzle elements in that regard. I never even realized that. That's so much. Like, yeah, I guess you could call it kind of puzzle, but like say like your character gets bitten by a snake, you got to put like uh, antidote in you. Then you got to put a septic on there. Then you got to wrap it and. <laughs> So snake gets bit by a snake, huh? And it was really cool because you had to wear different camouflage <laughs> in different areas, and so the snake that was camouflaged bit snake that was already camouflaged. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to turn your game upside down. Sorry, I'm just. Oh, you're good. Well, like I, 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 can, I can give it some negatives. Like the bosses were a little too out there, but really, it was, it was okay. fun. I physically own number. Two, I believe, on uh, original Xbox because it was in like pristine condition when I saw it at a thrift store for like two dollars. I hear that's like the one that's like pretty much you can ignore. I mean, but I, I... it's an okay game. I just didn't like it because Snake was my favorite character in the series, right? And you, and you only play as him for in like for like the first half an hour. Then the rest of the game, you're someone else. That sucks. Yeah, and so that kind of turned me off of it because Snake was guy, so. I, I'm sure you're not the only one on you know that regard. I'm sure that's everybody else in their uh, fan base. But uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense because uh, of the I guess uh, what do you want to call it the uh, saga I guess if you will the five games. I always hear pretty much you can ignore five. I hear one and three are the best. I'm sure you can play four if you want, kind of thing. Out of the ones that I've played, then yeah, absolutely one and three. That's what if I've you would play it in chronological order, you'd actually play the third one first, <clears> then <throat> play the first one. <laughs> Sounds like another uh, game that I mentioned earlier. A little Devil May Cry action there. Anyway, uh, my so you just went over number two, correct? Is that what that was? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, my number two. It's uh, not you know a uh, PS2 exclusive, but I loved this game. I beat it countless times. Red Dead motherfucking Revolver. I loved it so much. That would be a notable. I, I'll put that on on my list as a uh... honorable mention. Yes. Because you played it and beat it too, dude. It was so much fun, man. That and a uh, gun. Yeah, gun. Okay, I played gun for my first time eh, a couple years ago on GameCube. And it was trying to do what I feel like uh, the engine uh, that Rockstar created for Red Dead Revolver did. But uh, I feel like it was too short. And the last boss was rather difficult. Um, but I could see what they were trying to do. It was like they're kind of, I guess clone related game or unofficial sequel but i mean it was it was okay i still i'm more of a red dead revolver fan for sure and also I, again this is gonna be where my bias comes in i was actually just a little bit more of a fan of gun simply okay. because thomas jane did the voice for it <laughs> oh my god that's like saying like if i bought a uh i don't know a carbonated soda and it was like endorsed by gene simmons you're like dude it doesn't taste very good but the fact that kiss you know created it it's like it's the best soda ever Make it Phil and Zumble from Pantera, and we have an argument. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, see what I'm saying? 
the worst tasting sprite ever, but Phil Anselmo has a scowl face on there. He's like, oh, it's pretty good. I just, I just picture like, okay, so there's a sprite you guys got to try. It's not only lemon and lime, it has a uh, Cajun shrimp in it. Cajun shrimp in it? Oh, my God. It's super crunchy. You guys should try it. Why is your soda crunchy, Phil? I don't know. Just try it. <laughs> you would, man. But I guess I could be the same for, like, if it was, like, I'm trying to, like, dude, if Ian McKay was, like, Yo, I got this new like fruit roll up you gotta try. I'm like, it's straight trash, dude. It's made from like guinea pig poop, but all right, whatever. Seeing red cherry. <laughs> the good one, nice. Okay, all right, we're doing puns now. Okay, uh shoot. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like I don't know. Uh cowboys from smell. <laughs> Vulgar display of powder. Nice, dude. Yeah, it's called Kool-Aid powder. Vulgar display. <laughs> it just tastes like gin and Coca-Cola. Ah, <laughs> oh, that I don't think that would be very good. No, I no. You got to go dark with dark. If you're doing gin, you got to go with my Sprite endorsed by Philip and Solmo. With the king of shrimp. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, back to back to some sense of reality. All right. <laughs> Um, so my number two, okay, Red Dead Revolver, yeah, I mean, the fact that it had the dead eye situation, remember, like, you would flip up the, uh, right analog, and you would get, like, the little red crosshair, and yes, it, it was a little wonky, but you could get used to it, you know, when you had to do, like, the, uh, shootouts, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and then the fact that you can go into town, you can do upgrades, it was kind of one of the first, quote-unquote, open world, even though it was extremely linear, if that makes sense, you know, especially with Rockstar, like, it was just... I was like, dude, a fucking Western that's like Grand Theft Auto, but a little more linear. I think that's what I liked about it rather than because I feel like whenever I played any Grand Theft Auto game, I was like, I'm just going to go kill people until the cops show up. Then I'm going to kill the cops and I'm going to try and kill the army until they kill me. Like that was what I did every time. Right. Well, yeah. And then Red Dead Revolver, it felt like you were actually trying to like play a game and you actually had some. Right. You didn't really have the option to really. You could if you wanted to go off, but yeah, it didn't last very long. <laughs> no, no. Not at all. And uh, there was a lot more boss battles, I felt like. And uh, like I said, there was upgradable weapons. And I even loved, like, you know, remember the loading screen where he would, like, flip his gun and then it was, like, the, you know, like, freaking music in the background. I was like, dude, this is like a spaghetti western. I am on board with this. Um, I'm not lie, spaghetti westerns. What's my only real complaint about the game is when you had to go those, like, long distances on the horse. Okay. And then, but yeah. like you had to slow the horse down because you could like give it like a heart attack or something. <laughs> well, that was I think <sighs> Redemption One, not the second one. I think Redemption One that would ha- did that happen in Revolver though too? I don't remember that. I if I remember correct, I could be getting them mixed up, but because I I played the first one on PS2 and I beat it just like okay, I'm just um, rattling off my fucking head now. Um, uh, Red Dead Revolver and I think Luigi's Mansion are probably the two games next to like probably other games that I can, the first two that I can think of offhand that I've probably beaten countless times and I keep getting like the same score. I haven't played them in years, but I used to beat those both like all the time religiously. But um, uh, I actually I don't have a PS2 copy. I have the original Xbox copy and I think it's sealed still. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's probably not worth much, but I mean, like. You know, I, I intend to play it. I want to see the similarities and differences via the uh, controller layout um, from the uh, Xbox compared to the PS2. Yeah, definitely aim to play it. Okay, what is your... Uh, you're probably going to not like my uh, number one, but it was the first game that came to my mind, but what is your number one? 
So my number one is uh, is actually two games just because they're sequels to each other. You're good. That was my number four, Double My Crying Thug 2, so go ahead. It's uh, Manhunt 1 and 2. God, I'm an idiot. How can I? Well, granted, the only time I've ever played Manhunt was on the Wii, surprisingly. But yes, those, those two are my number ones. And like, obviously, the first one is a, is a light, but I did like the second one a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I have Manhunt 2 now. I think I showed you when I was in a florida like a year and a half ago i was like oh dude i went and you know it was like 50 cents at like a yard sale or something like <laughs> i got manhunt 2 for ps2 but uh, yeah i used to have it on the wii and it was super cool like you know you can because personally when i play the wii i like to stand up because of the motion controls you know like i like to get into it like i pretend like i'm the person or whatever you know like yeah it's it's fun but uh well, that was my only complaint with the second one is like when it got into like the kill modes and stuff like that where it got yeah. so much crap because it was on the wii and that yeah. it was specifically the Wii that got the game in trouble. That makes sense. That. I mean, in the world, they had to uh, they had to censor all that stuff. And but then again, dude, remember ten years earlier? Think about it. Like Nintendo, Nintendo had Conker's Bad Fur Day, and it was uh, you know made by Rare, the same guys who did Donkey Kong. And even then, like in the mid '90s, that was probably a big deal. I mean, it's not nearly as graphic as Manhunt, but it was pretty vulgar, you know. Right, but it was like cartoon, like little kid cartoon characters. That's true. So I guess they kind of got a pass, even though it was about like shit, farts, and drinking and pissing and all that. But whatever. But if you do it with squirrels and a sunflower, you're good. Yeah, sunflower <laughs> with huge tits. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> my uh, <laughs> and the bee like pollinates her and shit. Like, dude, it's such a great game. It's a fun platform. But, but it's funny because like with when, when Manhunt first came out, when we were kids, we had rented it. Yeah. And I think we actually got like kind of because we were like 13, 14 when it came out. So at that time, it was a little much for us. Like, it, absolutely. Like, but as I got older and I got more deeper into like horror flicks and stuff like that, I revisited it like when I was like 16, 17. And I have, I just became obsessed with the game. I even, even on deployment, I wrote like a movie script of like my idea for a movie for it. Dude, that'd be dope. Cause it's almost like. Like a horror version, I guess, kind of like the Warriors is kind of how I was viewed it per se. Uh, similar, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you have to go against the the various gangs and stuff like that in each territory, and yeah. But and like, I love, uh, I love even the Warriors video game was actually a lot of fun too, and it's extremely expensive now. And then I remember the game is, I think it's either still banned or like, I know it got banned in like the New Zealand. Of course, it did. Uh, in Germany, there was like some case they were trying to connect it to a murder, but they ended up dismissing it because they found other things. But yeah, but in New Zealand, I believe it's still banned. Like it's illegal to own a copy of it. I believe it. Um, my number one. <laughs> you're probably gonna be like, dude, you're freaking dumb. Uh, Kingdom Hearts one and two. Which one is it? Kingdom Hearts one and two. Hey, dig what you dig, man. I'm not gonna judge it. <laughs> I've only been freaking bread like ragging on you the last hour, and you're being like super polite to me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just it's just something like like I've said before, or like how you and I have talked before. Like, we've been brothers, you know, the last like 10, 11 years, and it's just it's like a pissing match, bro. Like, I don't know. I just love giving you shit, and you know, yeah, give me shit. Butt. I gotta I gotta fly out there, and I'm gonna punch you so hard in the fucking butt that you're gonna want to hit me too. <laughs> Like, no man it's cool he was just angry he had to get it out <laughs> he had to punch me in the ass i mean it is what it is <laughs> it's not the get punched so <laughs> that's true i'd rather get punched in the ass than the, than the front ass 
right. So uh, why did why did you dig Kingdom Hearts? Uh, I'm glad you asked. I was introduced to it from a buddy of mine. Uh, I believe in high school. We were on the high school volleyball team together, and I. <sighs> You and I, I know, okay, excuse my tangents. Um, you and I, as far as Disney, we, we enjoy a few, but we're not like, oh my God, like, I love all of it. Like, no, I mean, there's certainly uh, films and storybooks and artwork that we've enjoyed over the years. And I've always been a fan of, I guess, hack and slash type games. And it would kind of took that, like, Legend of Zelda-ish, like, to a new level, obviously, it being a polygonal and it looked a lot better than um, PS1 graphics and it just boss battles. It was challenging. And, you know, it took you through Alice in Wonderland and uh, what Pinocchio and Peter Pan. You got to fight Hook. You got to fight, uh, you know, what um, Oogie Boogie from like uh, fucking Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Lion yeah. King. Uh, like there was just so many like uh, Maleficent. She was a pain in the ass. She turns into a dragon just like in Sleeping Beauty and she has these like green and blue like flame balls that come at you. I mean, Ursula was a pain in the ass, especially because water physics almost in every game fucking suck. Same with like ice <laughs> physics. Ice physics in most games suck. Agreed. Uh, Pretty much. Like, I, mean, I was hoping any game that had like a water level. It is like, well, I'm going to die a lot in this part. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope you get through this. This is going to piss me off. Like, like what was like the yeah. final level in Tomb Raider 2? It's the sea levels. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, you fall <laughs> off in water. <laughs> Dude, just trying to play it now. Like I said, even on my Dreamcast, I think it's like Revelations or whatever. Just the tank controls. I'm just like, oh, I get it. This is what they had at the time. And I'm just like, I almost like want to throw my controller in rage. And it's like, this is fucking just, uh. Right. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. Her stupid ass, like, 30 foot, like, side jumps. And then she does, like, an 80 foot backflip. And I'm like, just land on the fucking ledge, you idiot. <laughs> and then she jumps straight up in the air, like with her hands up in the air, like she's doing a pogo for like, a, I don't know, a Black Flag concert or something. And, uh, you know, unless you're moving forward, then she'll jump forward. And you have to like move her around with God, her fucking controls. Oh, God. <laughs> Easy video game nerd. <laughs> dude, it's so bad, dude. No, that's not me, man. That, that's all James. So let's reel you back in. Let's reel you back in. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love Kingdom Hearts, man. It's just, I mean, you know, of course I have complaints, like, you know, Sora, the way that, like, Goofy talks to you, and, like, the corny dialogue, too, like, hey, gang, let's, you know, hey, I don't know, but I mean, like, it was all about, like, same with how I've said to you before, I know you've always been more of a story enthusiast. I can be, it just depends on the game. But when right. it came to this, like, the story is so convoluted, I already know that, and then they have, like, games like 1.5 Remix, 2.5 Remix, and then they have, like, uh, the one on Nintendo DS, it's like 358 Dream Drop Distance times two. And I'm like, what the fuck is all these numbers, dude? You know, just like it doesn't make any sense. And then there's Recoded, Rechain of Memories. And then there's the uh, um, PS4 and then the Xbox One Kingdom Hearts 3, which I played. And I'm like, I expect to grow up with Sarah, uh, not Sarah, excuse me, Sora is his name. But he's still like a 13, 16 year old kid. And I'm like, dude, it's been 10 years. Like, it's okay if he grows up. Like, I don't expect right. him to prepubescent little fucking fucktard. Which he was, and I still had a good time with it. I mean, Frozen was actually surprisingly a cool level, and then like you get to get these like cool like ice skates on the snow. Like it had cool elements, but it was just not the same enjoyment that I got from the first two. The first one was incredibly fucking difficult because the last boss he has like five different forms, and then the second one, I feel like you do like 
I don't know, these like chores for a couple hours, which is really stupid. And then the game kicks off. I'm like, what the hell was all this? But like <laughs> after, seriously, dude, it's so dumb. It's like, go grab these newspapers and deliver it to this person. You better go grab all these like mustard, you know, cans and deliver them here. And then, and then like the game kicks off out of nowhere. I'm like, the fuck is this shit? And yeah, it, like it didn't make any sense. So I mean, I have pros and cons, but it just, like I said, the boss battles and the uh, leveling up and the magic, it was, it was just, it was a lot of fun, man. It just, it was a better time. Yeah. Pros and cons. <laughs> right. right. Um, I'm looking at uh, peripherals here for uh, PS2. I forgot about the uh, iToy. Do you remember that thing? Hey, hold on one second, okay? You're good, man. It got too heavy for the washer, so we pulled it out. So right. So there's a couple of uh, tennis balls that are on top. Let me show you. Who's playing tennis with the laundry machine? <laughs> all right uh so what am i looking at here i will talk to myself at the time being that is fine with me playstation 2's dualshock controller retains most of its same functionality as its predecessor which is cool obviously it being black compared to the gray on the ps1 includes analog pressure sensitivity to over 100 individual lips of depth on the face compared to its predecessor uh not having analog at all i didn't know that okay uh, DualShock controller has a force feedback vibration functionality, as did the PS1, since obviously Austin just told that to me. Uh, I remember the light gun con, because I definitely remember playing it on PS1 originally, how I mentioned before. Fishing rod, real controller, that's really cool. There was a Dragon Quest slime controller, I didn't know that. Final Fantasy X-2 Tiny B dual pistol controller, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that Onimusha had a game, or a uh, controller as well. And then obviously the Resident Evil infamous chainsaw controller, which is incredibly expensive now. <clears throat> uh, the uh, the iToy, a color webcam supported computer vision, gesture recognition, process images taken by the iToy. Allows to interact with the games using color detection, also sound, built-in microphone. That's a trip, dude. I don't remember it being that uh i guess advanced it sounded rather primitive i obviously remember the dvd remote for sure obviously the memory card the singstar microphone that just sounds stupid video game series i mean it was only compatible with that particular game that's dumb obviously the composite cables of course a network adapter i don't think i had a network adapter i'm pretty sure i just used an ethernet cable I've, there's a buzz controller i guess what particular game is this i don't remember that Series of video games uh, by Relentless Software. Quiz games. That sounds, I guess, cool at the time. Sure, why not? The PS2 multi-tap cannot be plugged. Oh, you can only plug the multi-tap into the original FAT model. I did not know that. It connects into the memory card slot or the controller slot. That's pretty cool. The slim line is more shallow, so therefore you can't plug it in. That's interesting. However, third-party adapters also admit, or excuse me, permit the uh, multi-tap to be used. I did not know that. That's a trip. Uh, LCD monitor attachments for the PS2, kind of like how the PS1 had its, or the well, obviously, because there's a PlayStation and there's the PS1, which was the more uh, rounded uh, square one, which had the LCD screen. I, I did not know that there was also an LCD monitor for the PS2, so that's pretty cool. In a similar fashion to laptop, uh, laptop screens, as I'm reading. That's really cool. Obviously, the Guitar Hero uh, series, as mentioned before by he and I. Uh, 
There was a drum, there was a drum controller for the I I didn't know Rock Band was on PS2. I thought that was like a next gen kind of thing. I don't remember it being on PS2. That's interesting. There's a PlayStation mouse too. I did not know that as well. Yeah, we're doing the show. A few PS2 games with mouse support, standard USB. So there was a trackball and a mouse for PlayStation 2? I didn't know that. That's pretty and cool. Oh, you're good, man. I honestly, I've been filling in just talking to myself, dude. And I'm like talking about peripherals. There was a buzz controller. There's obviously a SingStar microphone, an iToy. I remember the iToy. I don't think I ever bought one. Obviously, the DVD remote was really cool. Um, I mean, you didn't really need it because obviously you could just use your controller, but mm-hmm. if you wanted something to be more uh, applicable, by all means, you know, go for it. Oh my God, dude. I'm so dumb, dude. Okay. I'm looking at uh, some games right here. How, ah, I'm about okay. to say, we've already done our top five. You want to throw in a couple honorable mentions? Honorable mentions, man. I mean, obviously, uh, I will have to look at, uh, of course we're going to do whenever you want to cut me off. Cause I know it's 10 o'clock over there. I don't know whenever you want to go to bed, bro. I got a few more minutes, but okay. Then I'll have to look up a list here. Then uh, reception, sales, homebrewed, homebrew development. So obviously, people have hacked it. Of course, they have. Right. Uh, I will look at best PS2. Okay. So what are we gonna do? PS2, uh, 100 games list of all time. Number one, I bet you it's gonna be Metal Gear Solid Three or Final Ooh. Fantasy. Oh, you think maybe Final Fantasy Ten type deal? I don't know. Let me see what we got here. Uh, Twinfinite. That's kind of a cool. That's actually a cool website name. Twinfinite. I like that. All right. Oh, dude. And I'm just because of my freaking punk. Uh, you know, I guess <laughs> mind. It says the top 100 best PS2 games of all time. Uh, by Chris Jex, and I read it as by Circle Jerks. I was like, they wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keith Morris was involved in it. I was like, cool, dude. Right on. Like, I didn't know he was a nerd like that. All right, cool. <laughs> um. Uh, is it numbered or should I choose another list? Well, off the top of your head, like what are some like, like what's yeah, like the we got time, bro. I will look at this list too. Uh, I am looking at, I remember playing beyond good and evil. I never beat it. I have it now on PS2 and I have full intentions of playing it and beating it. I really enjoyed it. It's by the creator of the Rayman series, you know, Ubisoft and all that. Yeah. Um, it was like a weird, like, you take pictures of things, like hack and slash, uh, platforming, action, adventure, boss battles. And from what I liked, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't nearly as, uh, I guess, like, fetch quest related as, like, Ratchet and Clank or uh, Sly Cooper and all that, which I really enjoyed those as well, and Jack and Daxter. Um, okay. And then, uh, obviously, honorable mention, dude, God of War, bro. Because, like, when it came out, yeah. you know, 13, 14, how did I not mention those fucking games? It was such a big deal. Like, you know, you're 13 or 14, you're like, dude, there's boobs in this game? Like, is anybody home? Like, should I close <laughs> my door? You know what I mean? Like, it was such a big deal, like, at that age. Yeah, if we would have done, like, a top 10, that would have probably been, like, my number eight. I don't know why I didn't. I I totally fucking spaced on these. Because, like I said, I was doing research on these other movies that I was watching. I just, I haven't really been thinking about my PS2. But as far as all of the consoles that I own. And as far as uh, the biggest library of games that I own probably is the PS2 next to the 360. Right. And like, PS2 is the one I spent the most time on. I think we just, uh, like, I got it. And it lasted me all the way up until I got my 360 pretty much. And absolutely. Um, I'm looking at black. Did you ever play that shooter? I have played it. I remember the big deal was like the destructible surroundings. Yeah, dude, everything blew up. Uh, obviously burnout three takedown showed up. Um, I remember playing DDR. Oh, dude, I did used to play a lot of DDR. Uh, my buddy had the pad, and we would just throw it on his carpet and play that a lot. That was fun. Um, 
I'm too fat for all that shit. No, you're good, man. I, I had fun, dude. But I wasn't like you know super into like technology. It was just fun to do, you know. Um, Dead rights was a lot of fun. I don't think I ever beat it. That was one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I think I still mess um, with you. Uh, I'm glad that I own it. Still haven't played it yet. Is uh, Destroy All Humans? That one looked like it was a lot of fun. It was. It was a blast. Yeah, pun intended, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I looking at here? Come on. Okay, God of War showed up, of course. God of War one and two. Like I said, these aren't these aren't numbered. Maybe I should go to a numbered one. Hang on. Top one hundred. There we go. IGN. Let's start there. Okay. Give me a freaking number to work with. Okay, where am I? Guys, it's not in any order, you son of a bitch. Start with, okay, there we go. Start with game 100. Okay. It's still not, uh, I'm going to punch my freaking computer. <laughs> Don't do that. Reel it in. Reel it in. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you guys know Austin needs to go to bed? <laughs> hey, okay. I don't know if I agree with this, but that's pretty cool. I'm on Metacritic. I'm on uh, top 100 games of all time. And number one, what do you think it is? Out of 4,000 titles? uh, (laughs) Come on, you got this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Was uh, God of War. Uh, I'm going to try and give you a hint, dude. Uh, Shoot. You know, out of the 900 titles that uh, PlayStation 2 has, um, maybe I should put some pads on, you know, go in the half pipe or something. Underground? That's on the Express Gator 3. <laughs> Is it really? That's number one? Yeah, according to Metacritic, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I usually like to go backwards with these, as you and I, you know, like to. But uh, number two is Grand Theft Auto 3. Three is Resident Evil 4. Personally, I played Resident Evil 4 on GameCube, and that is the definitive way to play. I mean, granted, I haven't played it on PS2. I think there's more levels, or it's, like, better controlled or something. I would See, like to play it. Go ahead. What's that? It, it initially came out for the GameCube exclusively. There wasn't four other ones till like, later. Yeah, it came out on PS2, and then it came out on Wii. Yeah, later on. Yep. And then obviously the remake and all that, which I hear is like one of the greatest games of all time now. But I'm like, dude, I'm a sucker for the OG, so I got to get it back on GameCube. Uh, there you go. Number four is Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. <laughs> but uh, to be honest with you, the one that I have on the original Xbox, I think it's a different title. I don't think it's Sons of Liberty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's Sons of Liberty is the title for the second one. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like a different game or something. Uh Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, number five. Vice City, number six. I could pass on Gran Turismo. You and I like racing games, like, very little. It's very few that I'm like, okay, fine. Eight is Madden, no thanks. There's actually a Gran Turismo movie coming out next month, I think. Well, it can grand... I was trying to think of a pun. I couldn't think of anything. (laughs) It can grand throw itself in the trash. (laughs) There you go. That was terrible. That was a terrible pun. That was like something, I don't know. That was just garbage. Anyway. Number nine is THPS 4. That's crazy, dude. Two Tony Hawk games within uh, the top ten. Really cool. And none of them are the underground ones, I'm surprised. That's because they're, you know, a little underground. Nobody really knows about them. Not fair. (laughs) So dumb. That was such a dad joke. Okay, number ten is uh, Devil May Cry. (laughs) Dude, 11 and 12 are both Maddens. I'll pass. 13 is Metal Gear Solid 3, so I guess you're probably happy about it. At least it's within the top 20. I would switch those two, though. Like, Oh, yeah. 
I, okay, I, I guess a lot of people liked the writing character that you play as, but uh, I personally didn't, so... Yeah, because Metal Gear Solid 2 has a 96, uh, according to Metacritic, and Metal Gear Solid 3 has a 94, according to Metacritic. I can see people being more critical on 3 because it is a shorter game. Okay. And it's, like I said, it's a prequel to the <laughs> first one, so... But then again, like, that's what I... Like, I feel like... You and I both like I will pay, you know, fifty to eighty dollars for a game if I really, really enjoyed myself and it is ten to fifteen hours. I don't need a hundred to two hundred hour fucking game. I just don't. Right. And I'm totally okay with twenty hours or less. Go ahead. Right. And like well, like and also in Metal Gear Two, there's just certain levels that to me that get really annoying that really stops me from doing any kind of replay value. Yeah. Except for the first half an hour when you play a snake and you're on the boat. That's like a lot of fun, but so there's no snakes on a plane, but they're on a boat. That's right. <laughs> Didn't know myself. Did you um, see the off snakes on a train? <laughs> snakes on a crane? What? I'm just like going off here. <laughs> so snakes in your brain. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, God of War is number fifteen. Not surprised. I'm glad. Fighter. Yeah, I agree. I had a lot of fun with that game. Not because of the boobs, but I mean, it was just a, it was a really good mechanics, dude. And then, you know, you go to like Hades and it was like puzzle elements. It was like a giant obstacle course just to get out of fucking hell. It was cool. Yeah. It was a hard game, but it was fun. I loved one and two. I still own three on PS3 and I have yet, excuse me, to play it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Burnout 3 Takedown is number 17. 18 is God of War 2. Uh, 19 is SSX. I had a lot of fun with SSX, but I'm surprised that it's even like on this list. I don't even know if I would put it on a list personally. Right. I mean, it's just, it, they're fun snowboarding games. Um, Okami, I can see it because it was very, very fun. It was kind of like uh, the way that Zelda was drawn as far as Wind Waker, like the cell shading. Uh-huh. You play as like a wolf and it was, it was a pretty fun game. I, I have it actually on DS. I don't know if it's the same game on PS2, but uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I don't think I ever beat it though. Um, I'm surprised, like, you know, the bouncer or like Onimusha aren't on here yet, right? Because the bouncer, I think, was like one of those like, like packing games, if I'm not mistaken. It was like one of the first games. Um, SSX Tricky, of course, is number 27. Uh, Prince of Persia, yeah, that was actually those games were pretty fun. That's number 29. Final Fantasy 12 is 30. 10 is 31. I'm surprised those aren't higher because usually JRPGs are like the cream of the crop most of the time. Right. Uh, 34 is Guitar Hero. 36 is Klonoa 2. That's the uh, where I told you you play as like a koala platformer on PS1. I didn't realize the sequel came out on PS2. That being said, it's probably one of those expensive fucking games now. Probably. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is 37. Hell yeah. And Up Your Arsenal was actually, I think that was the third game yes it is yeah it is the third game because it was first one was ratchet and clank second one was going commando and the third one was up your arsenal i'm glad they were able to pass that through the sensors that's awesome um metal gear solid 3 snake eater is number 38 because subsistence was the other one that i think you liked or which one what's the difference wait what so i have metal gear solid 3 snake eater number 38 let me go back up to subsistence let me find it but i think it was what like 13 or something I think so. Let me let me find it. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence. So there's two different Metal Gear Solid Threes. I didn't know that. I've only played the one called Snake Eater. Oh, dude, you're in for a treat then, there, bud. I guess so. <laughs> That's something you're gonna have to find. I will see if maybe I can find it and uh, send it to you. And if I don't send it to you, maybe I'll just throw it in the trash. I don't want to play it. 
<laughs> I'm just playing, bro. Oh man, you're like, no, don't do that. <laughs> All right, let me uh, twisted metal black number thirty nine. Not surprised. Shadow of the Colossus is forty. I'm surprised that that's not higher. That was actually a really fun game. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or. Ah. So you play. Uh, I don't remember. Okay, what do we got? Known as Wanda and the Colossus, apparently in Japan. Uh, players take the role of a young man seeking the truth of an ancient tale of power hidden in a mystical land and uh, its majestic uh, journey is what the little synopsis is. So you play as like a little lad, I guess. Uh, Just picture like a Japanese version of Link, I guess. And Uh there's no minions and you're on your horse and you use your uh, sword as like, I guess, a GPS, if you will. It will light up telling you where to go find these colossus. So I guess uh, use whatever you can for um, perspective, I guess. Let's just say picture your pinky as the person and then yourself as the Colossus. And all there is is just monster battles. You're essentially climbing these monsters to kill them. And there's 16 of them. And it, it was a lot of fucking fun. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah. And it's you're looking at maybe 20 bucks or less on PS2. Yeah, it was a really, really fun game. Um, I think I got to the last Colossus. And I don't think I ever beat it. I stopped. I should really get back into it. I have it remastered, I think, on PS3. 46 is Tony Hawk's Underground 1. Okay. Uh, you and I both being huge fucking nuts to me, I feel like it deserves at least top 20. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ratchet and Clank going commando 47. Same, same thing for me. I think it deserves at least like top 25 or something. Uh, Jack and Daxter is number 51. That pisses me off. It deserves higher. Uh, I mean, I guess of the three sly Jack and uh, ratchet, I, I think Jack is probably my least favorite personally. I, I think I like ratchet and clank more and then probably sly. Uh, 52 is Burnout Revenge. That was a lot of fun, too. Oh, dude, Time Splitters. But I played it personally on Xbox. It was more of an Xbox game for me. I don't know if you ever played that. I don't think I did. Uh, it's like a parody sci-fi shooter, I guess, like 007 games. If you, I'm, I'm assuming you played Goldeneye on the N64. Yeah, it's like a goofy version of that. But it was actually – it's a lot of fun. They, they made a couple of them. Yeah, I, I would recommend it if you ever see it in passing, dude. It's a fun uh, uh, playthrough for sure. Uh, Rayman, uh, number 58, Rayman 2, Revolution. What do we got here? A couple sports games. I, I understand the, uh, I guess, fan base behind sports games. I just know it's not you and I. Like when it comes to sports games, it's like besides wrestling, it's like NBA Street that was in uh, NFL yeah. Blitz. That was about Absolutely. as far as I mean. Absolutely. Yep, yep, totally. I want to play the arcade versions. That's just what I enjoy playing. Yeah, uh, Tom Clancy Splinter Cell. I'm not surprised that it's on this list. Uh, number 66. Uh, Silent Hill 2 is number 69. I'm surprised it's that low. Me too. That's yeah, because I always hear two is the best one. Uh, NBA Street, as you mentioned, number 72. Uh, fuck off, dude. This is the game that we hated on uh, the PlayStation One episode. It was number one, but it is number 76 here. Which game do you think it is? Was it Tekken? <laughs> You're damn right, Yacht. <laughs> Tekken 5. The funny thing is, I don't like I don't really like hate that game. I don't know that much <laughs> that much like praise. No, no I, I exactly. I don't hate it either. I don't really hate any fighting games. I, I, I enjoy watching people play them because it's almost like our own version of like I don't know, a gladiator match because I suck at them. I just I like watching them. But uh yeah, Tekken, I'm like I could do without personally. But at least it's like lower. It's not like number one or something. I can see it being all day list because I understand it's like yeah. revolution. But yeah, 
Ratchet and Clank, number one, is 78. I can't believe I forgot about this game now that I'm thinking about it. Those number 80 is, uh, you ever play Red Faction? I have. That was fun. Yeah, that, was, that, was a, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And it has an 88 Metacritic score. And uh, well-deserved, yeah, because that was, I want to say they made like two of them on PS2, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember specifically, I rented that game on random, like knew nothing about it. I just saw it at the video store and I rented it. Me and my buddy Pete played yeah. it all weekend. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like the PS2 version of like Halo per se. Like it was just a yeah. gun and gun. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, 81 is a Sly 2. Uh, Sly Cooper, of course. It, those games are, they are pretty fun. Um, 85, I understand the impact. Although I think that there's better, uh, I guess, war-related type games. Uh, SOCOM 2, U.S. Navy SEALs. I'm not surprised that it's number 85. Um, another Splinter Cell game, number 88. Devil May Cry 3 is 89. 90 is Jack 2, Jack and Daxter. Uh, 92 is Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance. So apparently there's two different variations of Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm going to up, I'm gonna have to look up what the difference is between the two because I've I don't think I, I'm not a mega fan of the of the games. I've never well, heard of. Well, reading <clears throat> the synopsis here, it says that Return to Metal Gear Solid Two Substance it is the expanded edition of the second one, Sons of Liberty, with all new game modes, hidden characters, and storylines. Top secret weapons technology is being mysteriously transported under, and it doesn't tell me anything else. All right, I might have to seek those out and play them. Yep, and by all means, you're gonna have to tell. Well, I I. Ever since the PS1 episode, I'm like, dude, am I missing out? And you're like, yes, you fucking are. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're messing up right now. <laughs> oh, on the whole game, absolutely. You're definitely missing out on the sequels. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, but what, what's funny is, though, like, well, then again, it just it really depends on the game. Because think about it. Like, obviously, you played uh, analogously. Think about this. Because you played Parasite Eve when it came out. I played it when I heard about it on, like, a podcast, like, a couple of years ago. And then I got it on my PS3. And it's obviously not the original format, but I mean, playing it, it still had a great impact on me. So I wonder if this is just nostalgia talking for you or if like, I'm going to play it and I'm going to be like, Oh my God, I understand it. You know, it just, it really depends. And very much. And, and again, it's my whole bias on it. Cause I was so, so obsessed with that game for years. I don't blame you though. I mean, you're not the only one. I, I hear very, very great things about one and three all the time from many people who love that franchise. Me being one who has only played number five, like I said, I guess it just had a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, well, this is stupid. Right. And like, like, it got to the point, like, like I said, I got like all the comic books that came out for it. I got all the action figures that came out for it. And Dude, that's rad, man. Please tell me you have all that still. I have a few of them left. I have no. all the comic books. And I have the original Solid Snake from the first game, but all the other ones, I have no idea what deal what happened to them. Uh, number 93 is Bully. I'm glad I have it. Still haven't played it. I want to. Uh, 97 is Dark Cloud 2. I'm glad that that made the list because uh, I hear great things about it. All three freaking Splinter Cells made this list, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I played Pandora tomorrow personally on GameCube, and uh, I rage quit that game. I remember I pulled the disc out of the... Uh, console and i snapped it over my leg and i started laughing i was like what the hell's wrong with me am i 13 years old like am i stupid like what, what am i doing i'm uh, still like maybe if i would have like played the games longer but like i i tried playing i think i made it through like a couple levels but it just never really like captured me uh they definitely become more challenging over time but it it takes a little while for it to warm up like the first 10 are relatively easy they're just kind of tedious and then um yes definitely the last like couple, I'm like, holy shit, how the hell did I make it through that? And then I got stuck and I was like, yep, I'm done. 
Number 99 is Kingdom Hearts 2. And then uh, 100 on this list is Guilty Gear, which I believe is a fighting uh, game. Never even heard of it. Uh, Guilty Gear, it started on PS1. Uh, So I know you don't have much time left. What do you want to do? Maybe like a PS2, like 150, or excuse me, a 50 games list? Uh, Yeah, we can do that. Okay. And I do want to give one game a shout out. Was oh, okay. uh, go for it, man. Was uh, Spawn Armageddon? Uh, I think I've heard of that one, if I'm not mistaken. I actually did not play that one until like way later. I think I was even out of the navy by the time I played it. But Got I it. saw it some used store, and I completely forgot about it, so I picked Ooh, it up. Okay, thank ball. God. This one's this one's doing it backwards. That's the way that I like it. Number fifty is Alien Hominid. I did not know that they put it on PS2. I saw it on Game Boy Advance as well as GameCube. This is, dude, this is something I think you would enjoy, but it's also one of those kind of like rare, I believe, and expensive kind of titles now. But uh, did you ever play uh, Castle Crashers on 360? Uh-uh. Okay, so it looks like that. It looks like a, probably like picture your WB or Cartoon Network cartoon, and you play as like a little alien, like side-scrolling, uh, platforming, and run-and-gun shooter. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I remember it on uh, Game Boy Advance. That's number 50. 49 is the mark of Cree or cry Cree, whatever, which I believe is a uh, kind of like a uh, beat em up 3D, but like with exploration involved. 48 is Tony Knox Pro Skater 3. Well deserved. Well, maybe higher in my book, but anyway. <clears throat> 47 is Black. Great game. Had a lot of fun with it. 46, Dead to Rights. 45, Final Fantasy 11. Final Fantasy 11 was a big deal because it was one of the first like MMO RPGs, you know, the massive multiplayer online. It just, I don't know. MMOs just aren't really my thing. Yeah. Uh, 43, Maximo. I'm glad that this made the list. I have this game. Maximo is actually kind of a spinoff of uh, Ghost and Goblins. Okay. And it's, uh, I guess, picture like how Ratchet and Clank is, but, you know, in that Ghost and Goblins kind of theme. And then it's like, what, I guess a run and hack and slash type deal. Yeah, I, I have it. I'm lo- really looking forward to playing it. 42 is Time Splitters. Thank God. I, I, lo- I love that game so much. 41 is The Warriors. Well-deserved. I'm glad it finally made a list. I never played the game. I I always wanted to, but I just, I don't know why I never did, but I always wanted to play it. I think I played it on the OG Xbox, which was pretty cool because at the time, because remember, obviously, we had options. How, how you and I said it. there was the GameCube, there was the Dreamcast, there was the Xbox, there was the PS2 at the time. And a lot of them were cross-platform, although sometimes they had those exclusives and that was the only way you could play it. Yeah, that was like the, the situation for God of War. It was only for like the PlayStation. True. Very true. Um, what else we got here? Suikoden, I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised that it's on this list, but I'm surprised it wasn't on any other list. It's a classic, a Konami JRPG. Uh, 37, Twisted Metal Black, uh, of course. I have this other game, Odin Sphere. It's a, it's like a beat-em-up JRPG. I have it. I'm very glad that I have it. I just haven't played it yet. I'm really looking forward to getting into it. God, I have so many. F- I gotta, I gotta play. Number 34 is your number one. What do you think it is? Manhunt. Yeah. You sound so mad. You're like, it deserves to be higher. <laughs> I can see why a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. It's very brutal. It's very in your face. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the subject matter can make you uncomfortable. But Right. And it was just, I mean, because obviously horror games were already around for a few years, if not, you know, a good a good decade per se. They were rather primitive. But I mean, this like took it to a whole new level. Well, now, and then also in a lot of other uh, like horror games, you were fighting monsters. You weren't necessarily like hunting down a human being and cutting his head off and yeah 
number 33 is uh, Beautiful Joe. I've heard of it. I've watched gameplay. I've never personally played it, but it looked like it was something you and I probably would actually enjoy. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh-uh. Really? Oh, dude, you were you were in for a treat, but uh, I, I would recommend getting it on your PS2. So, made by Capcom, it's a lighthearted, cartoony side-scroller takes place in movie land an action film where poor joe's girlfriend is being held captive beautiful joe recalls a simpler era of gaming it is stylishly fast-paced and action-packed fun so it's essentially like a giant it's like dude picture like a cartoony version of like last action hero and you play That's as like exactly what I was thinking of when you were talking about it you remember what it looks like no, like when you were talking, explaining the game, that's the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, wow, this sounds like Last Action Hero. Dude, it totally is. Yeah, you, you, you play as like a little like red, like Mega Man looking character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. It, there's like so many different um, like power ups. You can slow time. You can speed it up. You can, dude, there's like boss battles. Yeah, I've I, I heard great things about it. And I think it's cross platform with like the GameCube 2, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's where I first saw it. I didn't even know it was on PS2. Um, and I'm trying to think, what else did, uh, yes, it was the, I'm trying to think of like weird, like peripherals. Uh, yeah, the DVD remote was really cool. I don't remember. Did it require like a little receiver? I think into like maybe the memory card slot. I don't remember. I don't remember. I know that the Xbox one did. It was like a little, kind of like how the Wavebird receiver was. It was like a tiny little like black, like eye that you would put in there and, uh, you had to point it at that or it wouldn't work. Um, it definitely had less buttons than the PS2 DVD remote did. I felt like the PS2 DVD remote had like way too many buttons on it. See, like I remember friends having one, but I never had any of the extra stuff. I just had the the console, the games, and the controller. Right, and, and uh, I think this was probably when it was still uh, probably in the last days of its uh, you know era, I guess if you will. That you know a lot of this stuff was on sale, and I had a job, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll buy a DVD controller. Sure, why not? <laughs> You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was useful. It, it worked pretty well. Uh, I think when I, I think I got my original Xbox because of obviously Halo 2. And I think it came with Halo 2 and two controllers and the DVD uh, um, remote as well. So I, I just, I, I guess I just lucked out at the time. And it was one of those mom and pop shops. I think it was like a hundred bucks at the time. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, years ago. Okay. What am I looking at? here um nba street volume 2 is number 32 virtual fighter i could pass devil may cry is number 30 i still think it deserves higher i've only played the first one i just haven't played the other ones yet um grand trees mode fuck off 20 <laughs> 27 is jack and daxter the precursor legacy the first game what an interesting title for the first game too like they were anticipating yeah, like they already knew. They were like, oh, this is going to be a big hit. And it is. And as far as, like I mentioned before, those three mascot games, if you will, I think this was the first, if I'm not mistaken, of those particular uh, franchises. I think so. Yeah, I, I think it came out first. I remember Psychonauts. I definitely remember seeing that's number 26. I remember seeing it. I don't think I ever played it. 25 is Bully. 24 is Beyond Good and Evil. I'm glad it's on this list because, dude, it's such a – it's well-deserved – to be on a list because I had a lot of fun with it. It was just, it was a really cool story. And I think it's probably 15 hours or less. Um, Jack and Dexter three is number 22. Number 21 is Katamari Damacy. You ever heard of that game? Uh-uh. Uh, made by Namco. And you're like this little green looking weird figure. And you're essentially just rolling trash and you have to like accomplish these missions while rolling trash. Okay. <laughs> it's actually really fun. 
<laughs> I know it sounds, it's strangely and shockingly addicting. Um, Sly Cooper 3, number 20. 19 is Silent Hill 2. So I'm glad that, that made at least the top 20. 18 is Devil May Cry 3. I always hear the third one's really good. Uh, God of War. First one is number 16. Grand Theft Auto 3 is number 15. 14 is uh, NFL 2K, whatever the hell. I don't give a crap. Uh, the third installment of Ratchet & Clank, number 12. Number 11 is Metal Gear Solid. Which one? You said it's number 12? It is number 11. Metal Gear Solid, blank, 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 of blank. <laughs> Sons of Liberty? Yeah, I guess I kind of gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired. I was actually going to say Metal Gear Solid 3 since the other one was higher. So I figured, okay. Yeah. But all right. Uh, number 10 is Resident Evil 4. It's the only, if you think about it, it, is the only Resident Evil that I can think of that is not a remaster that is in the chronological order of those games that is on that system. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember they had a, I think they had like a, one called Resident Evil Outbreak, but I don't think it was necessarily like in the, in the linear story. It was just like, right, right. you play as this guy for this level, then you play as this little girl for this level, then you play as this waitress and... Right, because Raccoon City was what I think next gen. I think so. Yeah, because then I know five, and then six were obviously next gen, and then uh, yeah. if anything, have... it, it it would have been like Code Veronica or something would have been a PS2. <clears throat> yes, because Code Veronica I think actually came out for the Saturn. It was all, dude. It was on Dreamcast as well. Yeah, Dreamcast. I'm sorry. You're good. And I think that was exclusive, but after that. After obviously it failed, they put it onto the. Yeah, it was on GameCube as well. And then there was Resident Evil Zero. I remember on GameCube, which is to me is like one of the most underrated Resident Evil games of all time. Zero. Yes. What is it like a remake of the first one or something? It's a uh, it's a prequel to the first one. It's like a you know how in the you know the story is the one team goes into the mansion, then they get shot down, then your team goes in. Mm -hmm. You're pretty much playing the side of the other team. Hmm. Okay, I mean that's that's more of a you. Uh, I mean, I had fun playing four, five, and six, but as far as uh, I guess the knowledge, that's more of a you thing. I admit that. I, I don't know it. Well, I, okay, like like I kind of may, may have misspoke because you play as Rebecca, the the girl that hangs out with Chris. You play as her and a a character named Billy, who is really fucking cool, but is never brought up in any of the other games. Which I don't know why he was a badass character, but well, I mean, you get to see him in a uh, Power Rangers, right? He's the Blue Ranger. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Yost. <laughs> what Billy Yost? Or uh, you see Billy Zane in a uh, was it Titanic? Right, he's the uh, Rose's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so he also became the exterminator. <laughs> a really bad A and E TV show, Billy the Exterminator. Oh boy, or uh, Buy You Billy, the fucking NES game that's trash. <laughs> God, that game's terrible. Really cool cover art, but that game's trash. Uh, number nine is Final Fantasy X. I'm not surprised because I remember it being just, it was huge. I remember yeah. I had friends galore playing it. I remember just sitting there watching it. And I'm like, what is this? Like, it was just so cool at the time. Um, like I said, like all my friends that I was saying, that's all they were playing. And right. Maybe that's why the little inner asshole was like, okay, that everyone else is playing it. I don't want to fucking play it. <laughs> but, then, but then again, like there's so many similarities as far as the way that you and I both have, you know, brought up ourselves. And that's how I viewed things though, too. But I mean, it just, it really depended on what it was. Like, I wasn't like, oh my God, I want to play this. I just watched it. 
because I knew there's just so much thought process and development as far as leveling up your character, making sure you have enough items, making sure you have the right people in your party for this boss battle. Like there was right. so much going into it. And now being older, I can comprehend that. And then when I beat it, I'm like, fuck it. it just it feels so good because I'm like, dude, it's like a giant chess match. But right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you and I can say the same thing. Like when everyone's like, oh, my God, this Fallout Boy album. I'm like, dude, I like the first two. Everybody else can fuck off. And they suck after that. <laughs> Like yeah. whatever, you know, that's just how that's how you and I are, though. I mean, same thing with like movies, and it, we, we could we go off on tangents about this all the time, anyway. Right. Uh, number eight is a Grand Theft Auto game. Which one do you think it is? San Andreas. <gasps> Vice City. Yeah. <clears throat> um, number seven. That's your boy, man. What do you think? My boy. Yeah, it's your boy, dude. Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah, which one? Oh. Substance, snake eater, snake eater. <laughs> That's really unfair. That it's like, come on, man. It's like you can't like, not you. I'm saying yeah. like the, whoever made it, it's like, okay, here's this game plus some. You know, it's yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> well, they did the same thing with, for instance, uh, there's Final Fantasy ten two. It's literally X and then hyphen and then two. So, and I have both. <laughs> I remember seeing that at the video store, and I remember looking. I was like, okay, so. 12 <laughs> yeah or or 10.2 <laughs> number six is actually ico which i'm glad that i'm very happy that like i said i have the uh, hd remaster of shadow of the colossus on ps3 and it comes with ico which is kind of a similar i guess universe of a game i guess if you will uh yeah i uh, i'm looking forward to getting into that so i'm, I'm guess i'm glad that I, it made the list even though i never played it Number five is Okami. That's the one that I talked about where you play as like a, a cartoon-looking wolf. It was really cool. It's a beautiful game that asks you to reclaim the world from a curse and make it livable for all creatures once again. Uh, this game was criminally slept on, but those of us who played it emerged as better people in the end. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. number, number four is God of War 2. Okay. Number three is Kingdom Hearts. And like I said, number one, I, I love number one more. For some, I just I loved that challenge and like because it took me so many times to beat the last boss and then I did and I was like yeah. two is Shadow of the Colossus I would put it on a list I don't think it deserves maybe number two spot but it is a lot of fun dude I'll, I'll read the synopsis for you that way you can understand fuck I didn't want to see number one I know what it is now so I can't guess uh, <laughs> easily easily one of the most beautiful grains grains what the fuck is hour forty minutes and grains what the hell is wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> easily one of the most beautiful games ever created for playstation 2 shadow of the colossus tells a sweeping heartbreaking story about the power of love and the pain of death we are getting emotional just thinking about it playing this with a box of tissues nearby great yeah i'm glad that i read that that was stupid i could have just ignored that anyway um like i said you fight these giant colossus and you're the size of like an ant dude it, it's awesome <sighs> number one I think I think you might be able to guess this correctly. We haven't mentioned this one uh, within the installment of this particular franchise. Which game do you think it is? Uh, fuck, I have no idea. Max Payne? Uh, it is a Rockstar game. Does that help? It is a Rockstar game, so I'm guessing San Andreas. It is San Andreas. Okay. I I, I can see the impact. I mean, dude, it, like people still talk about that game. It it was a lot of fun. It was a it was hard as fuck, and it was long. Really, but long it was compared to the fun. others. Yeah, and it was really cool because your character <laughs> had to eat and shit like that, and you had to go make him work out if you wanted him to get strong. And you okay. can actually learn. 
you can learn different styles of fighting. Like you can go to a boxing gym, your character will learn how to box, or you can go to like a martial arts gym and you can say you can throw kicks and shit and kick punch. It's all in the mind. If you want to talk to me, <laughs> <laughs> little Parappa the rapper for PS2. No, I'm just kidding. I'm surprised they never. Well, is there one for? I don't know. I think there was. I wouldn't be surprised. So that's one thing that I think you and I also can agree with, and we also liked was shortly after like N64, PS1, Sega Saturn, all that, there were still sequels to certain franchises. And then obviously then they decided to do uh, sequels as well on the next gen. And we were like, oh, cool, like more of the same thing that we love. And they fixed the mechanics and all that. And then obviously everything now is just rehashes of the original. I'm like, why can't you guys make a sequel that's actually worth playing with better mechanics? That's just me. Right. But whatever. Uh, like I said before, uh, what? probably a fucking hour and a half ago or so. I don't want to keep you up, but I know it's like 1030 over there. I mean, if you got to go to bed, I don't blame you. Yeah, I got to go here in a minute, bud. Okay, let me find another list. List, maybe. I don't know. Unless you yeah, guys... I do want to throw in one more shout out because I know yeah. it's, it's honestly probably one of the most hated games for PS2, but I had a blast with it. It was uh, Backyard Wrestling, the video game. I remember it. I don't think I ever played it. Ooh, okay. I'm looking at top 25 via IGN. Okay, here we go. I definitely remember your game, though, for sure. Backyard wrestling, yeah, I remember playing that. And you could play as ICP and Twisted, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> you would, young man. <laughs> uh, number twenty-five Ooh. is Guitar Hero Two. I can see, I can see the impact. Sure, it's fun. It, it was, it was more like a like, dude, this is fun to play for like I don't know a month or whatever, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of over it. But after when you mastered some of those songs, you felt accomplished. Oh, absolutely. Now, that's another one I'm going to throw in there. The Guitar Hero Metallica one was yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> I remember that. Slayer, uh, Diamond, Mastodon, all that shit was in there. Caius and... Oh, dude, I love Caius. Okay, all right, you said the magic word. Anyway, <laughs> Sly Cooper 2 is number 24. 23 is ICO, I already mentioned that. 22 is NBA Street Volume 2. 21 is Kingdom Hearts 2, not surprised. Uh, it improved upon its predecessor, yes and no. Like I said, it made it a little more easier. It had like quick time actions where, like, you know, you'd be in a boss battle and it'd be like, press triangle, you can take yeah, like yeah. 10% damage off this boss. And I'm like, personally, I like a challenge. Like, and I'm like, you guys made it a little too easy for me, but I still had fun with it. Right. Um, what do we got here? Number 20 is a Tony Hawk game. And which one is it? Underground. It is underground, the first one. Dude, you were getting good at this, man. I owe you like a dollar. Okay. I'll just cash app you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 18. They always put Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal as like the best one. I think I have. Oh, I do have all three. I have the HD uh, remaster on PS3. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Um, <laughs> that's just kind of how I said it. <laughs> um, number 17, Beyond Good and Evil. I'm glad. 16 burnout revenge it's almost like becoming a cycle it's like the same games you and i talked about so i'm kind of excited that nothing is really changing i still have never played psychonauts i've heard a lot about it i want to say it was also on xbox if i'm not mistaken devil may cry 3 is number 14 13 is katamari damasi like i said here okay here i have a little synopsis i'll read it to you uh, absurd chaos is the best possible way it's the simplest mechanic concept that you can find push your ball to roll things up and get real big combined with the most insane layer of paint imaginable uh, combined with the most in oh, I why am I reading it twice? What the hell's wrong with me? The nonstop parade of ridiculous scenarios and hilarious sights is joy, not only for how silly it is, but because it also is endlessly optimistic the whole way through. And while rolling the ball may be simple, the mechanic core is genuinely so much fun 
that the game itself immediately rolled up people's hearts and still hasn't let go almost two decades later, which makes sense because they have done uh, remastered and sequels and so forth since then. Like, dude, it's it's a very, very anime, like weird, bizarre Japanese based game. But there's like challenges. It's like roll up, you know, five cows without falling off the edge and like, you know, roll up eight ducks, you know, while doing it backwards. It's like it's it's a lot of fun, dude. All right. Yeah, I, I would recommend if you like goofy puzzle games. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Jack Two is number twelve. Personally, I, I've only played the first one. I always hear that they progressively get kind of worse. Uh, I haven't played any of them. Bully's number eleven. Okay, so it sounds like I got to play Bully. Bully is fun. It's 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 <clears throat> some parts can get kind of annoying because you have to get to a certain spot by a time because like your dorm has you, but okay. the missions are kind of funny. Like you put on like it, i think they're kind of par- trying to parody the karate kid because you, r- you run around in like the skeleton costume and you're egging people and shit and oh that's kind of cool uh 10 has got a war not surprised number nine is okami once again about the wolf like i told you so that's super cool uh eight is final fantasy 10 not surprised silent hill 2 number seven i, I would love to play these games they're just super expensive now yes uh sons of liberty is number six uh, Vice City is number five. Four is Resident Evil. Let's guess top three. Number three, I'm gonna say fuck. How about oh shit? Okay, let's take some guesses here. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to write them down. I'm surprised Red Dead Revolver didn't make any of these lists. Assholes. Um, I love that game. Probably uh, sequel buried them. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I, I get it. But I mean, this was the first one though. You know, I mean, as far as a... anyway. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Metal Gear Solid Three is maybe number two. So number three, maybe shit, dude. I don't know. God of War get mentioned yet? God of War. I'm gonna say God of War Two. I think the first one did. So God of War Two is number three. And I'm gonna say Kingdom Hearts uh, One is number one because we went over number two. So let me let me see. All right. Three is uh okay. How could I forget? Shadow of the Colossus. Like I said, dude, you're you're missing out. It's a lot of fun, dude. That's a really good game. And like I said, what's great about uh I crap, I didn't mean to see number two. Uh <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus number three. What's great about it is uh the fact that it's PS2 most games, what, twenty bucks and less, you know what I mean? Like they're still stupid yeah. cheap. Um number three, or excuse me, number two, what do you think it is? Is it any of the ones that I mentioned? What did you mention? <laughs> I think I think I was on the same list as you. It's, I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts. <gasps> Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Okay. <clears throat> number one, dude. I'm still sticking with Kingdom Hearts 1. I don't know. Hey, nope. Number one is the number one that was previous. Shit. San Andreas, I, bud. Is it really? It's San Andreas, dude. All right. <laughs> you just it was, like it reluctantly agree with it. Yeah, sure. All right. I just I don't know, dude. Like, I think as I as soon as I saw people like when they got discouraged after like trying to follow the story, they just I'm just gonna go around killing people. Like that's all yeah. I did. I didn't do any of the story. I was like, I'm just gonna go kill people. Like, <laughs> and sometimes the missions would get so ridiculous. It was where it's like, okay, I'm just gonna go off and just do whatever now because this mission is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I think I understand the appeal. It's just because it was one of the first games that was like open world, really. Right. And like, I don't know if I'm, if it's just me, but I, 
what got really irritating is that if you're playing just like just fucking around in the game, your handling for your vehicles is like perfect. But the second you're on a mission, I don't know if it does it on purpose. Huh. But it seems like the handling of the vehicles gets like way more difficult. Dude, I did not like the shooting out of the side of the car either. It was like what R one and L two or something. Yeah, doing the drive-bys. Oh, God, that was so annoying. And then, like, didn't you have to, like, tap the X to run or something? That was fucking annoying, too. Yes, and then your character would get, like, really, really tired. And I mean, That's understandable, the whole endurance aspect, no matter which uh, franchise you were playing, or excuse me, title. But, I mean, yeah, the fact that you had to tap it rather than holding it, I was like, this is so dumb. And then, like, <laughs> that song got very strong. <laughs> dude, and then the hand-to-hand combat, that was really dumb. I always felt like the crosshairs were kind of dumb, too. Like, I mean, I'm not necessarily trying to hate on it i'm just talking cons here i'm like pros like i said it was just revolutionary because it was one of the first open world games like period like the crosshairs for like your weapons was is i was fine with it but the crosshairs for like the like the fighting the hand-to-hand stuff it was kind of weird oh it was bad um and then like you couldn't swim and stuff like that that kind of irritated me in san andreas you can you learn how to swim gotcha which really um, if you go over the edge and like you're in the water and there's nowhere to like really you're gonna be swimming for a long time. I believe it. Uh, I mean the codes were kind of cool. It was like spin, 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 or whatever, and you get like five stars. I mean, that was kind of cool. <laughs> it's funny because uh, San Andreas they caught on to the whole code craze. Yeah. So what they did, they put a there's a if you use any of the cheat codes in San Andreas, you will last level. Uh interesting. Oh boy. Yeah, unplug this. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of really cool uh, obscure games out there for PS2 and uh No surprise of, like, like in all these lists and everything. I'm surprised like not one of like the first raw games was on there because those were huge too. Or I'm surprised that uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's one of those eh, probably 100 a little over $100 games now. Uh God Hand. Did you ever play that? Uh-uh. Uh, it was a uh, beat em up. I can't remember the. Uh, uh, I think you would like it, dude. It's kind of like a. Uh, I don't know, like a, like a beat em up, like RPG. However, hear me out. It's like a hack and slash, like beat em up. It's not like a turn based, like RPG. You can level up your character and you can get like different mechanics and all that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's. I, I got it on the PS3 store. It's a PS2 game. It's one of those expensive ones. That's why I was like, I'll pay five, ten bucks for it rather than a hundred, whatever. There you go. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's something that you would probably thoroughly enjoy. If I ever find like, you know, two copies, one for myself, I was like, I'll send you the other one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because I know you still have your PS2, and I know you. Yep. Yeah, you got to pull it out and play it, brother. That's, it's that's... Still, still hooked up and everything. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, that's one of the dude. That's so awesome, man. Like just like how like I was so stoked when I plugged in my VCR. I was like, oh, dude, check out this baby. Yeah, because like it's it's really my like besides it's like. Well, even when I had my 360, I would, like, switch off between them two pretty regularly. Yeah. Because, like, like, as much as I love my 360, like, I still love, like, there was a, like I said, the SmackDown game, SmackDown vs. Raw 2008, was, like, an absolute blast because you could play as, like, the ECW characters in it. And so I play, go back and play that one a lot. And... Understood. <clears throat> well, like I said, I know it's what going on at eleven over there. I'm sure you probably want to get some sleep. I know you gotta get up early, but but uh, it's always yeah. always a pleasure. Thank you for doing this with me. Uh, you know, it was nice just going off the hip and just bullshitting about our favorite games and stuff, dude. So yeah, that was. Uh, 
That was fun. Uh, I guess we'll have to do a 360 next since I know that was your uh, next baby. <laughs> yeah, which I got when I was in California. Fair enough. What's California? What's that? <laughs> I said, what's California? Right. Okay, San Diego. My bad. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing, bro. <laughs> Dude, where can people find you, man? Everywhere. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you can uh... – <laughs> I got my podcast on there, uh, Ozzy J's Music Days and Kicking Ass Podcast on Spotify. Uh, you can find my books on Amazon, Blood of the Scion, Dorgash, uh, The Devil in Room 107 is coming soon. Nice. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Austin James Books. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty much everywhere. So You're like a virus, dude. Yep. I'm perfect. <laughs> I don't go away. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny shit, dude. Uh, well, always a pleasure, bud. Get some sleep, man. I'm glad you uh, got your tapes, and I'm glad uh, Logan likes his stuff too. Like I said, I, I had uh, I had the Raphael ones and the Donatello one, and I <laughs> it took me like an hour just to put it on the little pegs with like a tweezer, and I tried to iron it. And I was like, this thing's so fucking stupid. I was like, I'm gonna give it to Austin. I'm sure Logan will like it. <laughs> I was so frustrated, dude. I was like, this thing's a piece of shit. Yeah, as soon as we saw it, Jamie was like, do we have an iron? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it just keep it in the little bag you know <laughs> yeah. yeah just little beads <laughs> yeah i mean he could just you know throw them at you and you can throw them back make a bracelet yeah, they, yeah you could do that too like a little uh little fishing wire type deal anyway all right man get some sleep dude always a pleasure bro thanks for being on here and uh have a good night man all right you too bud all right bro thank you were you just talking about her poop <laughs> As always, for those of you guys who like to listen to he and I, and I mean me and Nick, uh, me and my buddy uh, Nathan, me and my buddy Richard, me and pff, insert whoever here. By all means, anybody, male, female, I don't care what you are. If anybody wants to talk music, movies, video games, toys, anime, books, anything amongst that media, I guess medium, if you will. By all means, send me an email, send me a text, find me on any social media, whatever. I'm always down to talk this stuff. I'm not necessarily monetized. It's just fun to do. And if I ever make it that far, then cool. You know, it's just for the meantime, it's still just fun to do. Thank you, Austin, for doing this. Thank you, everybody who's made it this far with me, you know, coming up on 75 episodes. It's crazy. I can't believe I made that many. Um, Any suggestions, comments, questions, concerns, let's go. As always, thank you for the love and support, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your night, day, weekend, wherever the hell you are. Thank you so much. Good night.